Uh. Mama. Mama. We made it. Ding, 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 ding. What it, what it, what it do now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. We have a very special guest today. I can't wait for you to reveal this, bro. A legendary uh-huh. NFL Raider linebacker vet. Shoo. Shoo. Holding down that number 52 for life. Uh. The great, the one and only Kirk Morrison. Kirk Morrison. <laughs> Welcome. Thank y'all for having me, man. Thank oh, y'all man. for bringing me in. I'm like, okay, I, I don't know what to expect, but the way y'all start this thing off, we're going to have a good time. Tonight. We're going to have a great time. Yeah. It's like everyone comes on here is like, yeah, we're going to do an intro, and then we just start yelling. Y'all start going. I'm like, okay, well, I see it's, what time it is now. It's very real. Well, very thank you. real. Yeah, thank you so much for coming no, on, Kirk. No doubt. So happy. Um, so let's just jump right in. Mm. Um, growing up in Oakland, where the did- town. The town. The town. Um, where did it all start for you? You know what, man? It started probably, I would say, man, when I was about the age of seven, mm-hmm. it, it, it started. Um, just because you got to think, I grew up in, um, you know, a, a single family, single parent household. You know, my mom, my dad got married. Uh, they had me, and two years later, they divorced. Wow. So I grew up knowing, you know, two Christmases, two birthday parties, two everything. Wow. You know, because I had my mom's side and I had my dad's side. So you were bouncing back and forth. Yeah, but it. it wasn't, to me, I thought that was normal. Wow. You know what I mean? And it was normal as far as where I grew up at. You know, not a lot of kids had their dads like living with them or in their life to that to that point yeah and so i grew up like that and i thought it was just that was the norm hey my dad was always working and i would go see him on every other weekend and i was with my mom for the majority of time and then i had a um i have a a brother and we have different dads same mom that i that we actually lived together wow so it was me him my mom was just us three and so when you talk about having the Growing up, having that, having that, that leadership role in your household, yeah. like, like I'm seven years old and I'm the, I'm the man of the house. Wow, like it's, it, it was real. Did you feel it at the time like that? I mean, I had to be. You know what I mean? Wow. Like my but, younger, so it was really apparent at that time. Really, I mean, because I, as I'm growing up, my mom is telling me things and what I need to do, and this is what you have to do. And, you know, I'm riding a bus by myself, me and my brother, at seven and five years old. Like, think about that. Oh, man. But we were in an area, too, where my mom, you know, the first week walked us to the bus stop. And you knew who the bus driver was. So when you walked to the bus stop and you were there, the bus driver knew, okay, these two kids are getting picked up. I know where I'm dropping them off at. And then when school was over... They know I had to be there, and and it was just it was just a regular bus. That like you know, it's not like an oh, actual wow. yellow bus. It's oh, actually it was the, it? just like the metro, straight, like a metro. Yeah. And oh, and it was, it was it was it was wild, man. Because you know, my mom was uh, she she was a uh, she worked for the Oakland Police Department. So a okay. lot of my family was all Oakland Police. Got really? It. Yeah, Oakland wow. Police. That's so an I interesting dynamic. It's real interesting too, especially how, what's going how on. was the city at that time. 
the city was it, it was cool. It, it wasn't like how it is now. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like it, it was it was still you know you had dangerous parts. Yeah. I grew up in a part that was very dangerous too. But you know it was an era too in which you know a lot of people just were kind of. It's just it's crazy to think of where we are now. Yeah, with as far as social media, just cell phones, content, cable, all that stuff. It's just different. Yeah, and the way we got our news was just different. And I'm thinking like back when I was younger, and at that time, I always always remember like a lot of things happened in my life that I just witnessed and I remember, like. You know, 1989, it was an earthquake. One of the earthquakes that people, you know, talk about. It, like, canceled, not canceled, but it postponed the World Series between Holy the Giants sh- and the A's. Like, like people, like, say, like, oh, earthquakes. Uh, I, I've, no, I'm not scared of an earthquake. I mean, that's, I'm not necessarily scared of an earthquake, but I've seen the damage cars shake. Bro, I've seen. I am terrified of earthquakes. I fucking. Oh. Hate earthquakes, dude. I'm now when I, I earthquake, I just get in between a doorway, wait it out, and just keep it moving. You know what dude, I'm saying? I pray that earthquakes well, don't so, happen at night because I'll sleep through them. Yeah. First, first uh, of all, <laughs> Kirk. For those who don't know, Kirk. Yeah. Kirk is a very large man. Very big dude. <laughs> he was a linebacker for the Raiders. Right. He's six two. Yeah. Two, two, I say about two fifty five. Two fifty. Okay. Okay. Solid. 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 If an earthquake comes. Kirk will stop the earthquake. <laughs> I wish. Kirk puts his hands on the ground and <laughs> shakes the earthquake. Man. Yeah. But, I mean, but it was just little things like that that I remember. And, like, it was me, my mom, my brother. And I'm, like, looking outside. And I'm a big baseball fan. You know, okay. love the Giants. You know, love the A's. Those are my teams growing Got up. It. And so I remember it was a night of the World Series. And I'm seeing my mom is about to leave to go to the actual game. And oh, I had a babysitter. Wow. So we're waiting on a babysitter to get to my place. And I look outside and I'm like, Mom, why the car shaking? And she's like, Get over. And this is like so vivid. It's I'm seven really? years old. Like just like some stuff you see on a movie, like a scary movie. Like, Mom, why are the cars moving? Oh, and no like way. swaying back and forth. And we see it all. And the next thing I know, you know, you hear these loud booms and this commotion and ambulance and freaking fire engines and police sirens and three blocks from where I grew up at, from my house, the freaking freeway, the Cypress freeway collapsed. I don't know if you ever oh, saw that freeway that snowed. No. Yeah, I've seen that picture. Yes. That, so, that was right near where you live? right where I lived at. Oh, So you got to think wow. like walking down there to this day is still eerie because that whole place is now regentrified. But... It's just like seeing that man. Like it was just to me, it was a ruins. You know, like what uh, that do to you? Like what? How transformative was that? Yeah, it's it's just it's wild, man. It, it it I saw it to where you're like on that side of Oakland. Like once you get underneath the 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 the, uh, the freeway, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it it's scary down there. You know, that was, it was it was the hood down there, you know, like the real, real life. Yeah. You know, during the I time lived, you grew up. During the time I grew up. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when that went down, you know, that just that just scared a lot of people, man. You got to wow. think that was like the that was the connection from San Francisco to the East Bay. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Like first you have the the Bay Bridge, which is iconic enough. Yeah. 
And you got to remember, the upper deck of that collapsed. Oh. So it it was just, man, like, just those are the things that I, like, remember. And that takes a lot of time to rebuild, Yeah. I mean, mean, honestly, they still haven't finished yet. (laughs) This happened in 1989. They just finished up the the Bay Bridge uh, section of it. Um, They reopened that part of the freeway. They redid it, uh, you know, because it was, that's major transport over there, you know. So, you know, had to just living through that. And I keep talking about like little things in which I um that I witnessed, and I had to be like the father figure, man. It it was it was wild. Like even to this day, I still feel like, you know, my brother. He's two years younger than me, but yeah. I'm like, you know, still feel like I'm a parent to him. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's just always been that way. Um, but my dad was always in my life, so you know, yeah. he was just. But he just taught me so much work ethic. Like, Got it. like the one thing that it, like. You know what I'm saying? Like, I told my dad, man, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, if you pass away, dad, like, I don't know. Like, I might tell people this is the first day off you've had in in wow. years. Because that's just, that's all I know. And I got it from him. And we, re, and you know, we, we, we definitely talk and we connect on a different level as far as what sports kind of bring us together. You know yeah. what I mean? And so... Like, that's what I always had. I knew, like, when I was going to go see my dad, it was going to be that. And when I go with my mom, a little more loose. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But um, I just always, I just got into sports. Like, for some, like, I'm not saying sports saved my life, but it gave me structure. Was Mm. that at at seven years old? Yeah. Was your dad, do you come from a a sports background? No, my dad never, he, I don't even know if he played in high school. He was like, you know, back in the day, he was like one of them street outside, like street park (laughs) ballers. I don't know what he was. I don't think he even played in high school. You know, my dad went to the military for a little while. And then, oh, so um, you came up in like a very like rigid yeah, structure family. Yeah, structure. Like my dad, you know, play, was in the military, came back. He worked for the, the county in the city of Oakland. Got it. Uh, my mom, like I said, was with Oakland Police Department. My aunt was poli- Oakland Police Department. Was their relationship friendly? Who then? Oh, yeah, they, 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 they was always best friends. Cool. Like it wasn't, cool. you know, nothing. I just yeah. knew my, my grandmother was a piece of work. So. <laughs> yeah, always, uh, yeah. Always, so uh, I was like, my, my mom always told me, like, "Oh yeah, yeah, your grandma was a piece of work." <laughs> <laughs> so I get it. You know, we can laugh about it, and you know, like I said, I, I grew up with and 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 like everybody's you know best friends. Everybody's yeah. cool, and it's always it's always been that way. It's awesome. been a great dynamic, and and so that always made it easier for me Absolutely. to 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 be able to take on that role and learn from my dad, mm-hmm. and then be able to do that because a majority of my time. You know, I was going to be with, you know, my mom and my brother. Yeah. And so that's where I just, you just had, you had to learn it, man. Like I had to be up in the morning. Hey, let's go. Because now it wasn't about just me. It was about mm-hmm. setting him example. up, setting an example. Like, hey, we got to go. We got to get up. Hey, hey, that bus, hey, we got to be outside. Eight o'clock, eight o'clock. The bus is leaving at 805. Wow. So we're not there. The bus going to leave us. And I always remember one day. Uh, we were, we got in trouble for something. Man, my okay. mom got we were in trouble. We're probably like eight eight and six years old or something like that. And I remember we were so like we were like down about something. Yeah, and we were walking slumped to the bus stop. Like we weren't even looking. And I remember the bus. We were probably I would say about a block away from okay. the bus stop, and we were just so like hurt. I don't know what we were hurt about, but the bus stopped a block before the actual bus stop. And was like, you guys riding? And he was like, wow. Like, we didn't, we were so zoned out that the bus driver didn't know that it was us two who take the oh, bus every day. Wow. He just passed us up. 
And it was just like, that's when I realized, like, look, dude, whatever, like, snap out of it. Let's move on. Let's go. At such a young age. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's always been like that for me, though. That's you know, wild it, it, to it's, me. And, like, you know, kind of as I keep going through my, my, my story, it's just part of, like, who I am. Like, I've been a captain, you know, when I was in the NFL. Um, I was a captain in high school. I was a captain in my Pop Warner team. I was a that leadership role was always something that, that I really relish. I enjoyed. Ooh. I enjoyed setting an example. And I'm not really the guy who's going to grab me like, this is what you got to do. I lead by example. Yes. You want to mm. see hard work. You want to see this is how I do it. This is what I do. This is how I get done. And if you don't, if I don't see you in that same kind of light, that same kind of direction, I'm not saying I can't trust you, but you got to understand that this is the way I do things. Yeah. And you got to learn how to do it, not my way, but let me see that you put in the same time, the same effort, and the same work. Yeah. You, and I get it, man. You, yeah, you set the bar. You, know. you got to set the bar. That's interesting. That's incredible that it was so early. Yeah, at seven yeah. years old. Wait, so is that, did you gravitate towards football or just sports in general? Sports in general. So and it's like another kind of a backstory. So I grew up uh, in Oakland, West Oakland, and I lived across the street from a park. Mm. And um, I, I remember you know, going across to the park and we would play, you know, as I got older, you know, I'm five and I'm six. And I remember when I was seven, oh, wait, how old was I? Seven years old. I remember I got there at seven years old and they were always practicing baseball across. And I always thought I was too young. I was five and I was six. My mom's like, I want to go play baseball. Were you big though? Uh, no, I, like I said, I didn't really start gaining weight till I got to college. So I got into a weight program. So oh, I, was just, wow. I was just a small guy, more small kids, average and my mom, my, uh, one day I was like, Mom, I want to go play baseball. Like, I want to go across the street. They're always playing. And I was so into sports and I yeah. was playing them, but I wasn't playing, you know, recreationally or in a league. And yeah. I remember one day she was like, Let's go over there. So we go over there and I was like, Oh, yeah, sign up to this and you just that. And I was already a natural because I had been playing, but I hadn't played structure. So finally I went over there, started playing T ball at the age of seven. And the league that I played with or the team that I played for, was an actual fraternity. Was there was a Kappa Alpha Psi fraternity baseball like league? Really? Yeah, it's interesting. And or the team. They're, they're so like one of the and Kappa Alpha Psi, which which is another part of like later on. Is like yeah, a fraternity that I ended up yeah. joining. The Kappa's and, and an Omega. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I ended up pledging that when I was in college. And it, it's crazy that I go all the way back to them to when I was seven years old wow. when they it was almost written at that yeah, point. It was crazy. It's, it's, it's weird how all this stuff comes back um, because, um, you know, it was a fraternity and a lot of their, their their base was in Oakland. They had what they call the Kappa House, which is was a house that was built for the fraternity. And they were always and their mission was to give back to the youth and give Ooh. back to the community. So they started a baseball league, wow. I mean, a baseball wow. team. And I went over there, and it was crazy because, like I said, I had my dad in my life, but he wasn't there every single day. Mm-hmm. Whereas I went over there, and these men who hadn't didn't know me or whatever were like that father figure for a lot of us youth wow. in that area, sure. and showed us how to play baseball. You know, and like it's crazy that that sort of inspired me to not only be at practice every day, get good grades every day, but when I got older, I realized what those men were doing for us mm-hmm. because they don't have those same programs and things right now to this yeah. day. And that's why you don't see a lot of African-American boys playing baseball. 
You yeah. know what I mean? Black kids don't play baseball anymore, really. It's wild. They play basketball. They play, you sure. know, football. football. You know, that's what you see on TV. Mm-hmm. You just can't go to your local park and go have someone teach you how to play those games. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. Like baseball, you need someone to instruct you. Yes. yes. It's so it's such yeah. a structured it's game. It's kind of like a lifetime so, development in the is, sport, man. too, man. It it's truly crazy. is. You got to start now from then. So if you don't have that structure or now you don't have the money to do it, that's mm. another thing. It's like a lot of the kids who you see – playing in the major leagues or growing up playing in all these different leagues all that stuff costs it does that stuff ain't ain't cheap yeah, so, <laughs> but man yeah it's like it's like so many stories because like so i was starting it with kappa baseball and I, I started playing that and i learned how to play the game and like all the, along the way my brother's two years younger than me but he started back then too and so he was always two years behind me. So I was like, I set the tone, yep. set the tempo, set the bar. And then he would always just kind of fall behind. And he just learned. Let me ask you, thing. growing up and, and kind of just like, just from the nature of your, the relationship between you and your brother. Yeah. Growing up, did you feel that, was he the younger brother that looked up to the older brother and always followed suit? Or was mm-hmm. it like you noticed a resentment or just kind of like the younger brother like not wanting to follow the older brother or was it like the younger brother wanting to impress the older brother at all times because you know how yeah. kids go through that that kind of like growing up right you know what i mean and, sometimes and authority, they want to yeah, yeah they want to find their own identity you know my mom had kind of defined it for us one time where really? it just kind of happened okay. not really just kind of happened it's just kind of just the way we were yeah was that um, my mom would always say, Kirk is my athlete, and my brother name is Kelvin. Kelvin is my student. Wow. And so, like, when you're younger, you don't really understand that. But my brother was into video games heavy. Got I was it. into video game, but only sports. Yeah. He was into, like, you know, Legend of Zelda. Gamers you know are so saying? smart, like, dog. It's crazy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's into all the games in which, like, you know, like, like memorization. You yeah. Know, you, know, like, you know, all that, like. You know, all those types of games. I'm into, like, combat. Yeah. You know, I'm into <laughs> sports, you know. But he was into, like, you know, like Legend of Zeldas and nice. uh, Sim Cities. And, Super, like, and, strategy and, yeah, games. Yeah, strategy games where, yeah. you know, it's like, okay, I'm building this here. Mm-hmm. I'm about to build this fort here or this city here. Yeah. Like, that was him. Like Warcraft. Yeah. And all that. But he still played sports, but it. it wasn't his love. Got mm-hmm. it. And so, but... You know, ultimately, we just kept doing it throughout because it gave us structure. Mm. It was something for us to do every single day. Yes. So we were playing that. And then I, I got into basketball, um, got into football um, when I was about 11. Okay. And, yeah, so I grew up, and we went to we went to public school first. Okay. So my mom said it's a public school. Everything was cool. And then I think, like, one day, like, something happened. Like, it was just too much going on at, at school one day. Really? Um, I didn't get into a fight, but I think it was a fight. And like somebody had brought a knife. I'm like second grade. (laughs) And my mom was like, you know, she was like, I can't send you here anymore. I got to send you to private school. So I ended up going to a, uh, to a Catholic, to a Catholic school. At what, at what, in what grade? uh, This was third grade. Got it. So I started Catholic school from third grade. My brother was in the first grade and I went to, I went to, Catholic school all the way up into college. Oh, wow. Because wow. I even went to um, Catholic high school. Mm-hmm. Wow. So what was that like? It's, it's, it's crazy because, you know, you live in a certain area. Yeah. And 
but yet you go to a school in a certain area. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was, it, the dynamic was different because a lot of kids who I played sports with in the urban setting, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was like, they went to like all the public schools and all the public high schools and all that stuff. And I was all friends with them. But when you like, oh, I go to this school or and then when I went to that high school, like, oh, you're a preppy. You, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> not necessarily like a sellout, but yeah. you more like, oh, you don't kind of belong to us. You know what mm. I'm saying? What like, was that like? As a, Did you like ever feel kind of um, left out because, I mean, of, of just feeling that like that, that um, pressure or, or no, you feel it. Yeah, you yeah. feel it. Yeah. You feel it. Like, you know, you didn't go to the hood school or you didn't go to, oh, you from, oh, but you went to the school on the hill. Like, I got that a lot. You know what I mean? It's crazy when at that age, like, where privilege is kind of looked down yes, upon. Exactly. You know what I mean? And you, you're trying to be down and, like, mm-hmm. you're from this area, but but privilege is kind of shunned. And it was it was different because uh, some, like, the guys who I knew – they were like, I was cool with everybody. Yeah. Because cause I played sports at such an early age in Were you always like the leader of the pack in sports? Or did it like become later? It became sort of later. Okay. But I played in Oakland to where that age group, we grew, all grew up together in Got the it. city. So here you have the, the sports teams, sports leagues. Mm-hmm. And I was playing in them since I was six. Got it. So from six to like 14, you kind of know, like, uh, at least in my database, like 150, 200 kids. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just thinking about that every single year, you learn new new kids or people around the league. So it may be even more than that. Mm-hmm. And then when we all went to high school, we all knew each other. Got it. But I didn't go to the high schools in the area. I went to high school in Oakland, but it was more of the prestigious, yeah. you know, suburban US, communities. Yeah, U.S. Yeah. Board of Excellence, you know, <laughs> Bishop O'Dowd High School, you know what I mean? So it, that's how I was. And Wild. talking to folks about it, like, you know, even still like, oh, man, like, oh, what school? Because a lot of people thought I went to, uh, like, oh, you're from Oakland? Yeah, what school did you go to? And I'm like, I went to Bishop O'Dowd. Like, oh, okay. All right. Really? Yeah. <laughs> well, 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 it depends on who you talk to. Like, certain people, like, oh, like, yeah. it's more of a school of privilege. Like, oh, like, damn, like, oh, your parents got money? Or this is not like, no, but my it parents didn't like get money. That, yeah. It wasn't like that at all. Like, my mom had to cash in her retirement early oh, from the police wow. department to, like, okay, like, I'm going to send you here. Wow. So I'm investing in your future. Yeah. yeah. She invested in my future. What was it like Big time. on the in the school side of things um, coming from where you lived? Was it predominantly and, white at that Yeah. School? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like so you, so 1050. You, you dealt with backlash yeah. from the hood. Yeah. Because you were going to a privileged school. Was it, yeah. were you accepted in, in, the, in the predominantly white school? Or was it kind of like another thing you had to deal with? Yeah, it was our school was really uh, wasn't diverse to a degree. Yeah, um, you know a lot of the kids who, you know, for as far as the the black guys all play sports. You yeah, know, basketball, football, yeah. baseball, um, but they all came from, you know, wealthy backgrounds. I would say um, certain areas within the city because. You know, when you kind of go there, like it's it's a wait list. Like it's yeah. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's a really college preparatory. Mm. You drive in. There's one way in, one way out. Kind of wow. high school. You like you go to first period. Very insulated. You miss second period. You go to third period. They'll know you missed second period and will find you and say, "Where were you at?" Type oh, wow. Yeah. Like they were. It was buttoned up. <laughs> it was it was strict, but. 
you know, it was it was cool because I learned, honestly, it set me up for college, mm. you know, because I had to deal with or not deal with. I was able to relate to so many different races. You Got know it. what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you see people who Asian descent, Indian descent. You see white. You see, you know, other blacks. You see mixed, you know, black. You see, you know, Spanish. You see like everything. Yeah. And, like to a point where at that high school, even though predominantly white, I never saw color. Yeah. yeah, especially when you play football too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't see color, and it's like the dudes sport. on my team, yeah, we were like we were tight like that. Yeah, and uh, there were certain areas. I mean, certain aspect of things that you know, like I was sort of blind to back then. You know, because mm. I didn't see it. I'm, yeah. like, I'm just here to go to school. I don't yeah. see all that. But there are certain things that you you know you had to deal with. You know, obviously because you know a lot of parents pay a lot of money for their kids to go there and. You know, some kids do some things and they may let it slide where somebody else does something and you're suspended or you're kicked out. Uh, so we saw a lot of that. Little you double know? standard. Yeah, double yeah. standard is real. It's, and so, you know, I saw all of that growing up. Um, but, you know, I was so committed to school. Like I was there to go to school. And um, you, you, you knew you had an opportunity. You knew what was sacrificed for that and you were going to give it your all. It was that the mentality or was it kind of like you just you were going to take advantage of every opportunity in front of you? It didn't happen to me until my junior year. What happened? So when I got to yeah, when I got to um, so when I got to high school, um, you know, I was just doing okay. Okay. You know, I would, you know, make my grades or whatever. And I was like at a, you know, C plus B minus student. You know what I mean? And to me, that was doing fine. You know what I mean? And I mean, I, I didn't realize it then, but what I was doing was just being average. Mm-hmm. I was just being average. Mm. And, but average was fine to me. Like, it was good. I mean, there was other people who had better grades and did all that. I'm like, whatever. I mean, should you get a high school degree? It's a high school degree. Yeah. Like, what's going to make you different from me? Yeah. But, um, I realized like the more you accomplish the way the the perception of you. You mm-hmm. get what I mean? Like um when I got out of high school, when people said, hey, what school high school did you went to? And I tell them I went to Bishop O'Dowd, they're like, Oh shit. Like they like, oh, like you went to like college preparatory high school, you know what I'm saying? It's like basically Tom saying like you went to college and you went to like Harvard or Princeton, yeah. like you know what I'm saying? Like in, 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 in that area. Yeah. yeah. That's how that high school was. And I'm like and at the time, I felt like I wasn't pulling my weight. And what really helped it out was that I remember sophomore year going into my junior year. Um, at the end of my sophomore year, it was probably like May or June. Um, school was about to end. And it was like some colleges that were coming in to recruit. And um, so my freshman year, I played freshman football. Okay. And... Everybody's like, oh, okay. They were like, you should play J. You should have played JV. And I was like, no, nah, I play freshman. I'm not really worried about it. Like, yeah. Um, and then my sophomore year, um, they was like, you should try for varsity. And I was like, no, nah, I just play JV. Wow. So you were really, like, really yeah. accepting. Wait, just, uh, yeah. I, I want to get into this for a second. Yeah. Because, you know, in in high school football. Yeah. Were you? A big dude then, because you know how yeah. there's those man childs, right? Were you one of those dudes? Were you? No, no, I was you weren't. Six foot one eighty in high school. Wow. I still soaking uh, wet one ninety. Yeah, but yeah, it's still it's still pretty big. That though. was like my senior year, but like okay. my junior year, sophomore year, I was like, 
I remember because I had I always had my ID. My freshman year in high school, I was five nine one fifty. Okay. Yeah, and then what, what, what do you think it was that or five ten one fifty? Yeah, <laughs> what do you think it was back then? Because like, I know a lot of cats that get into like the high school sports, like all they, they want to be in varsity. Yeah, like if somebody tells them, look, they're a freshman, <laughs> you got a shot at varsity, right. they're just gonna try. No it. No brainer. What What was it for you at that time? If you look back on it, like that, you were like, yeah, you know, yeah. sophomore year JV, like cool, like, yeah. really, I'm, like I'm, well, I'm good. Like, so freshman football, I played the entire season. And I was out there killing. Like, <laughs> I was out there <laughs> balling. I was like, yo, we don't play JV. I'm like, well, I want to play JV. Like, I'm not going to play. You know what I mean? Were you, like, you like linebacker? Juniors. Yeah, I was linebacker oh, so and running always, back. Okay. Got it. Oh, I was like, I want to play freshman so I get the ball. So I'm out there killing. Got it. I think we lost like maybe like one game or something. Yeah. Just running, <laughs> over, running over people. So my sophomore year came and I'm like, all right. Um, I forgot how it happened. I was like, yeah, I'm going to play JV. And so played JV, and I was out there killing again. Really? <laughs> like playing tailback, linebacker, <laughs> and like the first three, four games, like we were undefeated too, and we yeah. played against this one school, and I remember um, this is my sophomore year, and we're like we were just killing them. And then the next game, we played the other school, and we lost. Mm-hmm. But uh, my coach called me. The head varsity coach called me because actually he actually he asked me like, "Do you want to play varsity?" And I was like, "No." She's <laughs> like, "Why you don't want to play varsity?" I was like, "I don't want to play varsity because I'm not going to get better. Like I, varsity, I can play that. Play, yeah, either. yeah. I'll play my junior and senior uh, cause, year. Why were you? Because like you were going to be. So on you like had that. that in mind, like you know what? I want to get game experience yeah. as opposed to just like being on. Uh, just play like dummy D and. But be real, all the homies was on JV. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying, he's trying to make it like, coach, I want to learn. Oh, and little man. do we know, it's like, no, I just want to hang out with the, with the homies. Yeah, all the homies was on JV. Got it. And it was, <laughs> wait, hold on, let me see. One, two, three. Yeah, it was three sophomores on varsity. Got it. Three of them. Wow. And all of them on varsity didn't play. They were just on the team. Getting beat up in practice. Actually, no, practice. it was four of them. That's what it was, four of them. Okay. I remember my boy Gabe, Chad, Corey, and I forgot who that was. But they, they just, they, just they had the uniform on. Yeah. And on Friday nights after the JV game, they sat there and they would look good in warm-ups and then on the sideline the whole game. Mm. I feel you. And I'm like, hell no. I'm not, I'm not doing that. And I was like, Coach, nah, I'm just going to play JV. He was like, you don't want to play varsity? I was like, no, I'm going to play here. I'm going to go play. I'm going to have a good time, be with my homies. Like, yeah. oh, and, that, and that was real. Yeah. So we went out there and like, we was having fun. Like, we was turning up. And we was like, because a lot of my dudes who play with me on JV, we all play Pop Warner football. Got it. So we had like that relationship. And so mm. we was kind of bringing the urban flair, the urban yeah. mentality to, yep. you know, this predominantly white high school. <laughs> you know, we got all the dudes turning up. We acted crazy. We went in games. We like stunting. It was off the chain. Y'all doing Diddy Bops in there? Oh, we doing all of that. Yeah. I mean, we wearing half tops, like our jerseys, all of that stuff. Like, we was like just. Y'all were trendsetters. And then we had a coach who I remember on the JV, they brought him in. And he used to like, we used to, he got us like all these towels. And we all like had names on them. Like, everybody had their like names. Like, you had a nickname. Like, me. Uh, I think I was the uh, I was the hammer. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, that was it. It was because it was hammer time. (laughs) And then um, my other other homie was like gun smoke. You know what I'm saying? I feel you. So we so we used to be out there with like our towels hanging, and like we looked more more intimidating, and we had more fun on the JV. And the varsity was like. And my boys who was on the varsity like, man, I should have played JV. <laughs> you know, because JV practice would end at like five o'clock. Yeah. You go home, varsity practice like till seven. Yeah. Like, man, I'm out. But I remember coach, you know, he says, look, man. He called me after, I think, so I played five games. And then, was your varsity team like really competitive? Oh, yeah. Was, okay. Oh, yeah, we was okay. Yeah, we, um, my, my uh, so like that fit that sixth game. I always remember it was the sixth game of the year. We we're playing against our rival, and we went out there. We played and we lost. And I remember that I was I was hurt. I was lost. We, we lost. Varsity played that night. Varsity won. So, mm. so I'm like, all right. Um, that weekend, coach called me. He was like, all right, it's done. It's over with now. I was like, what's over with? Is that yeah? You're you're playing varsity Monday. <laughs> I was like, what? He's like, yeah, you're playing varsity on Monday. The, the whole JV thing, it's, it's over with. You can now play varsity. <laughs> so I was like, damn. He's like, you had your fun, son. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. So, because we had six games left on the varsity. Oh, my God. And then, so I remember that day on Monday, like, the word didn't really get out yet. Because the one thing that was cool was that the varsity, you wore your uniform um, to school on Fridays, right. and then, you know the sophomores like I'm on varsity. You know yeah, all the ladies yeah. there. So I remember, man, <laughs> that week nobody really knew. Yeah. Oh, so wow. Monday I go out and everybody was like, "Kurt, where you going?" It's like, man, I'm going to practice. And I was like, "But we practice." I was like, man, I'm on the varsity now. So my JV guys didn't know. Wow. And I was like, and I, what so was the that word like? started getting around. Yeah, it was like, oh, you think you hard now? This is oh, that. God. And then I remember going out to varsity practice, and man, it was it was tough because I was a fresh. I mean, I was a sophomore, but I was I had to, you know, you had to do all the grunt work, you know, because yeah. you're a sophomore. And I wasn't gonna play. That's the thing about I knew I wasn't gonna play. Just playing dummy D, yeah, just, just like dummy defense, yeah. and you're playing like the scout team and all that stuff. And I was like, Yeah, but you're gonna get better because you're gonna practice with these guys, you're gonna get run over. Yeah, I'm like, well, whatever. But I remember that first Friday and I had my jersey on. <laughs> Everybody was looking at me like, Oh, you on party? Yeah. Oh yeah. So it was nobody really knew. Like the, the people at school didn't know, but the only thing that that, that would show if he was on varsity or JV, about the jersey you wore. So I would right. wear my JV jersey. It was like, all right, when you wear that varsity jersey, it's like a respect from the Got ladies, it. from the dude, the yeah. teachers, everybody. So I played varsity for the rest of the year. Played a little bit. And, you know, we think we, we didn't lose a game. We only tied one game. Got like it. The second game I was on the squad. We tied that game. And then, but. Um, we ended up winning the championship my sophomore year. So that was great just being on this championship yeah, team my sophomore feeling. year, that feeling. You know, it was it was respect. And then my my junior year, that's when I really kind of start taking over, playing running back, linebacker. Mm. And, you know, we lost two games, but we ended up playing a team that beat us earlier. We ended up beating them mm. uh, in the playoffs and we won a championship. So we going that year too. Yeah, going that year. So yeah. we going into my junior year, my senior year now. So senior years, this is it's all it's the, on. It's on. It's on. And yeah. you had a different focus at that time. Oh, yeah. Just like now, it was, it was serious. You, you taste were in it. it. So it, it go back. I rewind just to my sophomore year real quick. Yeah. That my sophomore year, I um, I was walking into the gymnasium one time. My coach 
had stopped me and he said, Oh yeah, some coaches came. I said, Oh, see, I said, Coach, I seen some coaches come by, man. Like, what's up? You know, like I'm thinking, like, oh man, they they, they talking about me because I hadn't played it, but I was just trying to figure out what's up. Mm-hmm. And he was like, uh, unfortunately, they can't recruit you. I was like, recruit me. I was like, why? Because a couple of schools I were in there, and it was like Stanford and somebody else. And I was like, yeah, they can't recruit you. I was like, why? It's like, because your grades are not that. Because your oh, grade point average is wow. not. Like Stanford, like you, you, Stanford can't recruit you. I was like, why? Why can't recruit? He said, look at your grades. Oh, like wow. you can't that go to, to you can't shock. go to Stanford. I was like, what? And that was sophomore year. Yeah, sophomore year, end of my sophomore year. It's like Stanford wow. can't recruit you. A lot of schools can't recruit you. You 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 have no idea what you're doing. Oh, because wow. when schools call in to see like, oh, how is this kid? We want to recruit him. Oh, this is grade point average. Oh man, so he's not even eligible, or we don't know if he'll be eligible because wow. you may have a bad semester and your cumulative GPA drops Bang. below, and Done. we don't even know if you can pass the SAT. Like it was all kind of stuff. Oh, so wow. that that year going into my junior year, like I just buckled down mm. and I raised my GPA up. I really start going to school because, um, and then I played baseball too my sophomore year too. I meant to say I Got played it. baseball because mm-hmm. I was still my love, you know. Yeah. And then at the end of my junior year, that's when I had that talk with my coach. It was like, son, you just you're you're playing baseball, you're doing all these things. You that's why I brought you up to varsity. You have an opportunity to get your college paid for. You have an wow. opportunity that, that some of the, a lot of these other players around the school don't have. What and, what what was it he saw in you? Well, he's I think he saw the potential. You know, obviously I we talk about the leadership role because I was yeah. a captain of the J V team, freshman team. Uh, you know, kinda when when I walked around you know, school and campus, you know, obviously it was one of the guys that sat at the head of the table. Yeah. Kind of thing. And he just saw those qualities in me and was just saying, Don't just don't shut that door on yourself, you know. So I was like, All right. And I listened to him, man, because that was I, that was hard hearing that, you yeah. know, like man, you just, something that you have control of actually. Yes. Yes. That's something like no one can blame. Yeah, you can't you. blame anybody but yourself. Yeah. yeah, and so I'm like, damn. So all right, cool. I'm gonna go ahead and tighten up. Yeah, and I remember I, I tightened up and, and did my thing and raised my GPA up, and I wasn't still wasn't getting the calls and stuff from the colleges yet. You know, I'm, I'm going into my senior year now, so my whole junior year I tightened everything up, and I wasn't, I I didn't do anything yet. So I remember. My GPA was right. I just had to pass the SAT. And so uh, I finally, well, I, uh, we had to take it like um, like during the, during the football season. And I had some calls then, but nothing really. I had any scholarship offers. Yeah. And then I took my SAT and I got a nice little score. I was eligible. Boom. And that's when I started getting calls and offers. Wow. So they were like waiting in the back yeah. room. For wow. Us. So that was here. a huge game changer for you. It was huge. Wow. wow. It was huge, and so I had some offers from some schools, and and then football was going well. So like my senior year was just off the chain, man. It was, at that at that time, did you realize or have the thought like you wanted to eventually go pro, or was this just a way to kind of take you to the next level, get you through college, get a good <laughs> education from a good school? Yeah. Or did you think like I'm doing I'm everything I can to make sports my life? Or was it just not like that? It was just kind of. It was just. I was just trying to be the first person from the family to graduate from college. Wow. Yeah. My mom didn't go to college. My dad didn't go to college. Wow. Grandma didn't go to college. You know. Wow. Um. That just that wasn't for them. You know, Mm. growing up in the '60s and the '70s. You know that they didn't have that background. Like my mom, you know, grew up in a family of eight. 
Wow. You know, my dad had a family of three, but that's that wasn't their thing. You yeah. Know I mean, they they were they were just they built who they were off just working. Mm-hmm. Like when you turn eighteen back then, you go work or yeah. you go to the army. Yeah. <laughs> so the motivation was that's being insane. a college graduate. Yeah. For me, just going to college. I mean, obviously, I kind of knew the commitment my mom made. So just being able to get a scholarship to go to college, that was just that was her like her hard work paying off. Like she invested in me all through high school. Yeah, I'm like, dang, you know, I'm thinking now I got kids. I'm like, take me on my retirement. Hold on. man. (laughs) (laughs) Like, man, you better do something. Yeah, it's real. It really is. I'm in that situation now where I'm thinking like my kids, I got to make that decision. She made it for me. So I had to. You know, I had to get a scholarship. You know what? I ended up doing that, and you know, I uh, my my senior year was just it was one to remember, man. We I, I passed. I mean, my SATs. I was getting recruited, and I went on some trips, man. I, I tripped to Las Vegas for, to go to UNLV because they had a good <laughs> good squad at the time. Like yeah. they, they was changing their program around. San Diego State, Washington, Arizona, like all these different schools came in. I'm like, wow. I kind of got strong armed by San Diego State, which was fine. Yeah. Now that I look at it, it, was like the best decision I ever made. Okay. Um, when you say strong arm, like what what was? Because they always the college is like, well, we need to know. I mean, are you going to commit to uh, us or not? Okay. If you don't, I was like, oh, well, I got a couple trips, other trips lined up. Oh, they gave. It's like, the, well, we need to know by then. So if you don't, if you don't commit by Sunday, then we gotta, you know, we're gonna go kind of look elsewhere. I'm like, dang. I'm like. I'm like, I want to go take this other trip. You know, <laughs> Let's see how it is. Were you interested in San Diego State genuinely at the time, or were you like, were there some other schools I, uh, you were kind of hoping to go? Did to? they have a really good program then too? They had a decent program. It okay. was in California, and then I had two of my best friends also mm. went on a trip with me. You know, like Got my it. best friend from high school, and then one of my best friends who played on the rival high school, and we we all three went there, and so we tripped uh, to San Diego. And I was like, all right, you know what? Let's just go here. Let's see how it is. And the trip was amazing. And like I said, I had a trip to Vegas. And Vegas, you know, I was 17 years old, man. Yeah. <laughs> and I was, I, I, yeah. I don't know if this podcast is ready for my 17-year-old <laughs> Vegas trip, man. Yeah, I'm 17. Think about it. You 17 years old. I got my own room at the MGM <laughs> Grand. They like hotel. We talking about uh, this in '99. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Planet Hollywood to go eat. We had dinner at Planet Hollywood. I thought that was like Ruth Chris Mastro's <laughs> time. You know what I'm saying? Like I, that's how it was. I'm yeah. like, oh, this is cracking. Like, and then like, so we went out, and I, they like we. I wasn't. I'm not 21. I'm yeah. 17, but I'm with the guys on the team. It was like, what you want to do? Man, I didn't drink or smoke nothing like that. I was I was square in high school. Like I was I didn't touch nothing. Sure, I was it. like, but I want to go to you know I was like, I go to a club. So I was like, cool. They take me to Rum Jungle. <laughs> Twenty one years old. Rum I mean, jungle. I'm, I'm seventeen. I went in there and I, I was pop- popping. Like, <laughs> ladies <laughs> everywhere. Like, it was, oh man, I'm the man. You in Sin City I'm at seventeen? Sin, Sin just City at seventeen. Active. And I remember I woke up oh. the next day, which was Saturday. And I had like like four or five dudes in my room, didn't even know them, but they was all on the squad, so they all crashed at my spot. Yeah. Wow! And I woke up and I was like, "All right, it was cool." But then we did it again Saturday night, and I had you know Sunday was the day I was leaving, and like Sunday I was like, 
I can't go here. I feel <laughs> you. I, I, like, I feel you. So I was like, if this is going to be what my college is, I'm not going to make it. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, yeah, this is like I'm not going to make it. Every time. Like, I oh, still yeah. can't make it past like 48 hours in Vegas. Yeah. So at 17, but I'm like, this is like amazing. And, but I woke up with like dudes in my room that even know. Yeah. And like. Homie just crashed just out. Crashed and I'm like, dude, is this every week like this? Like this is just. And this was like a December. <laughs> God knows what it looked like. <laughs> and this is before pool parties. And it was just. This was when Vegas was just VIP. This is 1999. Wow. There wasn't even bottle service yet. Just think about that. Wow. Remember, it's like you get a wristband to go into a club. And you was just. That's insane. The VIP just was a, a better area for you to get drinks. Yeah. <laughs> My God. Like, I can't go here. I was like, yeah, I can't go here. So I ended up making a decision to go to San Diego State. Cool. And then kind of the rest was history, man. Came down to San Diego. and Well, what uh, was that like getting into college football, like just the pace of it, the players of it, the the, um, seriousness of it, and balancing that with also, you know, the academics? Because in college, um, was there, you know, a vibe of of people aiming to go pro out of there? What was, what was that like during the college uh, football years coming from high school? Coming from high school, uh, I never even thought about the NFL. Wow. I really didn't. I still didn't think about it. People act like, oh, you went to the college and think, no, I didn't. That's wild. I had a coach who I really respect him. Oh, yeah, watch out, man. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and stuff in here. Uh, I had a college I like. I mean, I had a coach I really respect. And he just kept it to me real. Like, it was 20, 22 or three, 22 or 23 of us, uh, freshmen, uh, inside of the, um, on our rookie orient, our freshman orientation. Got it. And he said, look, when you guys come here, um, it's about getting an education. Your students first, athletes second. Wow. You know, I'm like, this is just coach talk. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but, you know, there are, and he gave me the numbers, of how many guys are in college football. And how many guys actually make the NFL? He said, you know what that means? And he said, and he t- I remember he told one of the guys, hey, stand up. So one guy stood up. It's 23 of you. And he said, at the end of your guy's college career, the numbers say that only one person, this guy right here, is going to make the NFL. Not necessarily wow. him, but just the numbers. Yeah. So just one just out of, of that entire room. One out of 23. I said, if you're lucky, you may get two. I need to get an education. <laughs> was that like really eye-opening for you? It was eye-opening, but I wasn't even thinking about the NFL yet. I wasn't, that wasn't it. what it, for me, it was, it just, was just like opportunity. Yeah. I was, and I get to play sports. Yeah, I'm going to and college. I'm a athlete, and we in San yes, Diego. Everything you just said. I'm yeah. in San Diego. I'm going to college. I'm living by, I mean, I can go to the beach. I'm playing football. Mm. Like all of that was just, it was, it was amazing. So I'm, you know, practicing with the squad, and I didn't play my first year. I redshirted. Right? Oh, you did? Okay. So, um, but it was one of the reasons why I went there as well. They had two seniors who were playing. So, if I redshirted my redshirt freshman year, I would have opportunity to play. Got it. At least some. I wouldn't know about starting. I don't know. Um, but, you know, for me, I just went out there. I just was doing my thing, and um, I was like the scout team player of the year as a freshman, you know, and Did you start to build in your size? Yeah. Then? So I, when I got to college, I weighed two hundred eight. Okay. I stepped on the scale at two hundred eight, six foot one, and my soft my red shirt uh, freshman year or the next year when I started playing, yeah. 
um, I weighed in at 230 pounds. <sighs> so I gained like 22 pounds of muscle. Shit, you were a huge yeah. weight build regimen. Yeah. So I was, I mean, you got to think when you rest, yeah. you lift four or five days a week. Got mm-hmm. it. And like you just straight up four or five days and you getting it for like all year long. Yeah. So I was prepared. And I felt like I wasn't, I wasn't mentally, I wasn't ready. Physically, I knew I wasn't ready. And I didn't mind red shirt. You know, you Do you think that time helped you? Yeah, it did because I was kind of, uh, you know, you still get to go party on the weekends. Yeah. You know, I get to live the college experience. Mm-hmm. If I was a freshman, I wouldn't really get a chance to do that. I mean, like, if I was playing, I wouldn't get to do Got that. Got it. So, you know, the football team, when they travel, like, if you're a red shirt, you stay at home. So Got it. we at home and we went to the parties all weekend and we hung out. We really had a college experience. And then, uh, like, the next year, it was like totally changed, totally different, you know. But well, just just because joining the team playing. now and it's yeah. just so yeah. serious, oh, and yeah, just now serious. it's just the red. You're, you're oh, yeah. it's it's strict. Yeah, it's strict, man. It was strict, and so my redshirt freshman year. Were you were um, you ready for Were you ready for that? Uh, because there's got to be an amount of sacrifice for that, you know. Yeah, like the first time I got out there, like I was I, I practiced all off season. And I was the backup to the guy who they moved from another position to my position, and I was his backup. And so I was like, all right, going in, I'm just a backup. So my freshman year, it's all good, whatever. And so fourth game of the year, we're playing against this team, uh, Air Force. That's what we're playing against. And my buddy, who was a starter, gets um, hit. Or blocked on chop the block. on the knee, chop blocked on the <sighs> knee. Took out like, his knee. He limped, took out his knee, limped off, and I'm like, oh man. I'm like, Kurt, get in there. Oh, I go in there, and I go in there, and I like, you know, finished the game off, made some plays, did some things, and then I remember that that week, you know, I'm like, oh man, hopefully he's okay. And then I found out, oh, towards ACL, oh, done for the year. So I'm like, all right, here I am. Here I am, a freshman. Yeah. Just at uh, the time, uh, I am now 19, I think. Yeah. 18, 19. Yeah. Um, and I remember coach. Yeah, you know, I'm 19 now. Yeah, because it's my second year. So I'm 19 years old, and I remember the coach comes up and says, "Oh, he had the meeting and said, look here, gentlemen, this is what's going on." Our new middle linebackers, Kirk Morrison. Now we're gonna rally around him, but he's our, he's gonna be our guy. So we got to do this. He, I know he's a freshman. This, this and that. And I was just like, I didn't know what was kind of put on me yet. Yeah, I was a freshman. Like I didn't know. Yeah. You know, I'm like, damn, okay. <laughs> and I was kind of nervous, and like a lot of my boys who I came to school with, you know, they were all backups. Some of them yeah. weren't playing. And here I am as a freshman. I was the only freshman on the team that was playing. Wow. Like that was a starter. I mean, yeah, started. and a middle linebacker, yeah, man. Middle that's linebacker, yeah. <laughs> that's a freshman. Oh my god! So I just I remember I go out there, and my first start of my college career is against the Eastern Illinois Panthers. Okay, and their starting quarterback was Anthony Romero. Romero. Oh god! Fuck. But we all know him as Tony Romo. Of course. Wow. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Antonio Romo. (laughs) Antonio Romo. Yes. But Tony Romo, my first start. Wow. Yeah, against Tony Romo and the Eastern Illinois Panthers, man. It's crazy. What was it? Just go to that moment Mm -hmm. because it kind of sucks to think like 
Uh, look, I see this as a, p- a pivotal moment for you and like an opportunity. It just kind of yeah. sucks that it fell. It came from someone's injury. Yes. But that's just the game when you get into sports. Was, that, that's how it works, yeah. unfortunately, more than not. Right. But you, you had this opportunity. What it, was it like going on that field in front of that real crowd now, that stadium crowd, and your first moments at starting on that team? Did you have those nerves? like, Or did you recognize that this was a moment for you? Or were you just like... I just got to do my thing, stay focused. Yeah. I just did my thing. I didn't even think about it. You didn't it. even think about it. I didn't even think about it. I would feel like so many, I mean, I put myself in those shoes, which I would yeah. never be. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I would think like I would go out there and have that moment, like that Rudy moment yeah. where you're just like, this is this is it. I'm, I'm in it. I'm in the game. This is big time for me. Like mm-hmm. I, I would imagine most people would like die for that moment. Not 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 to yeah. not to belittle it or anything, but it's just so interesting. The dynamic yeah. you had was okay. was um, just relaxed and just like I'm just gonna do me and do my thing. There's something really cool about that. It was, it, I didn't even think about it. It's so crazy, and I think even more crazy about it too, because it re- it just when you said it, it reminded me of something. Because you're asking me like, how were you in the moment? Yeah, and. I rem the thing about my red shirt freshman year. It was actually the, f- it was supposed to be the fourth game of the year or the fifth game of the year. I think no, no, it was actually supposed to be the fourth game of the year. Okay, but it turns out to be our third game because our second game of the year got postponed because of nine eleven. Oh September. my! Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So September eleventh happened. And we we're supposed to play Ohio State, so oh, this is like our big man. game too, Buckeyes. traveling to Ohio yeah. State, the Buckeyes. Buckeyes. So that game gets canceled or it gets postponed yeah. to later. So our second game is now done. Now our third game is against Air Force, and then boom, he gets hurt, and our fourth game is against Eastern Illinois, and then they kind of just took over. So I just didn't understand it. I was just playing. I'm just having fun. That's Looking cool, back, right? do you feel like that was a benefit to you? Like yeah. being able to be carefree to a point oh, yeah. of just like doing your job, if you will? It was, I was just, I didn't care about nothing, man. I just wanted to go play. Word. It didn't even. Because we got to think about it. it. Like for the listeners, like this isn't a, an athlete that like has had his mind dead set on making the league no. since he was like playing Pop Warner. The dreams right? and aspirations. Yeah. So it was more of like, okay, we're in college now. Opportunity. Right. This is great. I, I'm a good football player. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go do my best, get this education. You know, yeah. whatever happens, happens. I feel like it, it's wild to look at um, coming from somebody who went on to have a storied career. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And a long career, if yeah. you will. Right. Um in that a lot of the pressure was taken off you mentally, yeah. but, like, it allowed you to really play the game just for the game's yeah. sake because you weren't – every moment for you wasn't, like, your shot at the next level. Right. And I think what really is crazy is that – and think about all of us, too. How many – people who have helped you or influenced you on your path on your path like it's so many people yeah and it's some people that you sometimes forget 
Mm. And it's crazy that as I relive and retell this story to you guys, a lot of those people come back into my mind. Like, you know, my defensive coordinator who said, hey, we're going with Kirk. He's going to stick with that guy. Like him telling me that and just telling me, just go play. Like we're going to be all right. Like we're going to be fine, fellas. He's our guy. We're going to rally around him, do what we got to do. And that was huge. Like, mm. that's why I didn't have a care. I didn't worry about, like, I got to do this. I got to do that. I'm the middle linebacker now. Like, no, just go play. Don't worry about nothing else. Just go play. And and I remember, um, you know, like, if there was ever a moment where I just was like, you know, like, I'm here. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I'm here. It was when we played Ohio State. Oh, the makeup game. The makeup game. We oh, came wow. back. Really? So I played against Ohio State. And we went out there and we just balled. <laughs> really? We balled. Yeah. We wow. lost that game. But I remember I had like 10 tackles, <laughs> two sacks. Wow. I was just out there on a mission. I what, mean, what was that? Was Did like, you, it just you, felt real to you at that point? Like, I'm in. The timing of life, bro. This right. is crazy. Well, you only have so many out of body experiences for me okay. in sports. And this was one that of was them. one of them. Word. That was one. Of, I remember I got a sack, and like, like you just do things. And you look back to like, you know, I was like popping my collar and just doing crazy stuff. And I realized like it was a hundred thousand people there. Like you know they get a hundred thousand people per game. Yeah, yeah. And I'm looking around like I am in the Ohio State Stadium, an iconic place, just to even play at. And here I am, got two sacks and balled out. And like the rest of the season, I was just boom. So just that confidence, that confidence. And then when the season was over, boom. You know, you're labeled a freshman All American. You doing all this? So I got all these accolades and all this. I'm like, is, wow, freshman year. Wow, that is freshman wild. year. Newcomer of the year to the conference. Like all of that stuff. Wow. How was that pressure for you? Did you did, uh, did it start to feel a little more like pressure or was I it? Was, but I was just playing. You just playing the game. I was just playing. Like I didn't expect all that. Like, I wouldn't. So I it, did it seem like it was all gravy then? Because you weren't really expecting or even I going for expecting it. Expecting it. So mm. it just I didn't. It didn't. Didn't even hit me. Did it I was a, just playing? Did it when it happened? Did it affect you in a in a way of like gave you a new bar or a new standard or built your maybe developed some expectations for you? Into the next following years? No. I was just no. playing. I was just a freshman. I was playing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was just, I was 19 years old, and I'm looking at juniors and seniors and sophomores in a huddle. And we talk about that leadership role. I have to stand in front of that huddle of the other 10 men and tell them to play. Wow. Like, I had to tell them to play. And we're talking about guys who had. Were been you in the, the type that was studying the playbook? And oh like really yeah, I mean, I, had, I knew my plays. Got I it. had to know all that stuff. Got it. But it was to a point where I'm telling it to the guys who've yeah. been here that played. Oh, here I am. I didn't even played two or three <laughs> games yet, and I'm having to tell them what to do. And in the end of the year, it just was natural. And so then you had the whole off season, and I'm like, I'm into it, you know. Yeah. And then sophomore year, now like got a little more hype. Got it. And so, you know, you start to have a little bit more hype. People know who you are, you know. And then my sophomore year, I just was – I had a new coach too. And then uh, one of the coaches who – that really helped me out of my career was my new linebacker coach. And 
he made me see the game differently because me and him clashed heads. Okay. Because I did, like, after that freshman year, like, I was, like, like feeling myself. Yeah. Okay. People started yeah. to know you. Yeah. Like, like, oh, that's a freshman. Or yeah. This and, that. And, and so I was kind of feeling myself a little bit. And he, like, brought me back down to earth. He was like, you don't know nothing. This is the game. And he showed me the game from his eyes. Mm. And we clashed in the beginning. Like, my sophomore year. Like we clashed. Looking at it now, was that your ego getting in the way, or was it just you knowing this? Hey, this way works for me. This I know what works. Let me do my thing. It's it was my ego. Oh, it was, okay. and it's what I see a lot of today in just our youth that yeah. they feel like they know everything. Yeah, I felt like I knew everything. Yeah, sometimes and, that could that could help with the confidence. So having that ego, yeah. But I like in certain things, like no matter what. You never know it. Like mm-hmm. if someone who has lived it and done it, yeah, like, just like listen our parents, to them. Right? Yes, you're like, oh, whatever, mom. I know more yeah. than you. Like I've been, I've done more than you in your life. So I, <laughs> yeah. they've experienced more things. Yeah. They may not have done some of the things or been to some of the places True that I've story. been, but they can tell you. And that's how I had to get, get. I was taught, and he taught me the game, man. What What was it for you that finally clicked with with the coach mm-hmm. that you clashed with? Well, it was funny. We were in a meeting, and he always preached competition, competition. And so there was competitions in every position in our group. And then he was like, he came to me, and he was like, hell, I want to have a competition with Kirk, but if I don't play him, I might get fired. Like, it was weird when he said that. Wow. I was like, dang. So that's how I felt. Like, I was a, not, I'm saying I felt it, but here I am, was I was on a level above the team. In which this is in, in my room. And I'm like, damn, that's wild. Like, he brought you back 10 toes down. Yeah, he was like, I got to play you. And so I'm like, yeah, something, I know it all. But he's like, if I'm going to play you, so I, I have to play you. But I still got to coach you hard. And I got to tell you this is what you're doing. And if you don't do it right, I'm going to let you know. And so I did some things and I wasn't, I was messing up. And, and he was like, this is what you got to do. So he just coached me hard. He coached me hard. And we clashed because he was rotating me with another guy. I'm like, dude, I'm a freshman All-American. Like, you're like, I got to do it. This dude's a senior, blah, blah, blah. And so I'm like, why? And he did it anyway. He was rotating me. That's fine. I get it. Did that light a big fire on you? Yeah, because I was hot. I was mad. Yeah. You know, like, I never wanted to get taken out of the game. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I'm sitting on the sideline for a series. Like, no, I don't come off the field. <laughs> I earned this. But, you know, that year I was end up being a first-team all-conference guy. End up being, and like a lot of it, like I said, go to him because he challenged me. He challenged wow. me to a point. And then, so that was after my sophomore year. Which is probably something you needed. I needed, yeah. You know, especially like, you know, freshman, feeling yourself. Yeah. Like if you're going to play and, and reach another level of excellence, you kind of need someone to check you. Yeah. You know, and, and show you and challenge you and, you know, make you see things that, that you, you just couldn't at the time. Right. Yeah. I, I couldn't see it, man. So they, we did that. Um, and then, so then, like, to fast forward to my junior, senior year. So, my my sophomore year, for, I mean, freshman year, freshman All-American. Sophomore year, I was a first-team All-Conference player. <sighs> Only sophomore in a school to do that. Wild. Um, I was like, it was just wild. Like, the, you know, I was returning to, to my junior year, like, all this stuff. So, my junior year, ball out again. Now, I kind of got a name for myself. And how, how are you and the coach at this point? Oh, yeah. We cool now. We're cool now. Yeah, 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 yeah. you we got cool the groove. Now. So, we so I balled out. <laughs> balled out. This time, I was defensive player of the year in the conference. Wild. <laughs> Balling so out. now, 
I had a decision to make. Do I go to the NFL or not? Oh, did you have opportunities your junior say, year for yeah. it? Because my sophomore you were year, just building that my momentum. sophomore year, I was still playing. I'm not thinking about the NFL yet. Yeah. I'm just playing. Freshman year, just playing. Sophomore year, just playing. But now, all of a sudden, you play. You're a conference player of the year. And then one of my guys, who was a senior at the time, who got drafted, said, I just want to let you know, man, people talking about you. Like, you're going to have a shot to make it. You're going you're gonna to go to the league. Wow. I'm like, I'm only a sophomore. Like, I still got two more years left. He's like, no, you, you, gonna, you got a shot. You're going to go. I'm telling you now, people I know that's been talking to me, everybody's like, man, I like that linebacker at y'all school. I like that linebacker. He was like, I'm just telling you, you're going to go. So I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, whatever. I still didn't think it was obtainable. You're still nonchalant yeah, about I'm still, this yeah, shit. Yeah, I'm still like, whatever. I love that's that. That's wild. <laughs> yeah, so going to my junior year, now I'm balling out now. And this is where it kind of sets me up for my next career was that because all the older guys had now graduated. And now here I am into my junior year when I'm really like the leader of the team now. Yeah. You know, like before, I remember he just said, hey, go play. There's yeah. leaders on this team that can take care of everything. Yeah. If you need something done, they're going to take care of it. Just go play. And then that's what happens to where my junior year um, – I was now that leader. You're running the defense at this right. point. And it was that time, like, it was crazy because I was like, so, like, my freshman, sophomore year, I didn't even tell y'all this. I was, like, kind of thugging it, too. You know okay. what I'm saying? Like, I had braids. Okay. And I just wanted to be, I was trying to be hood. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, was, I was that mentality. Like, I was yeah. like, like, people say, like, oh, you from Oakland. Like, yeah, I feel from like Oakland. I had to, you yeah, represent for I Oakland. I had to, like, you know what I'm saying? I had to, like, rep it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. And, like, the whole time I was, like, you know, trying to dress in a certain way. I'm stunner shade. I'm yeah. doing all that stuff. Like, yeah. I was just being, like, I was Oakland, like, all yeah. the way through Oakland, Oakland, like, from my lingo, how I dressed, what I wore, all of that. <laughs> and then, like, going into my junior year and just seeing and kind of always being an observer and noticing what's going on, like, I was, like, I can't. That's not who I am. Like, I'm Oakland. Don't get me wrong. Okay. But – if I'm going to be a face of a program, I want to look a certain way. I want to be like, okay, that guy gets it. That, that guy's that, That's up. insane to me yeah. that this divide with you. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. Because you're over here just playing the game. Right. You're balling out. Mm -hmm. A lot of people in your position will be thinking about the league. Right. You're not. Mm -hmm. Right? But what you're thinking about. Yes. Right? You get it. Is how your image Mm -hmm. is not who you are as a person and mm -hmm. that if you're going to be a leader, you yourself yeah. are thinking, I need to shift my image. I yes. need to come back down to me. Right. right? I don't mm -hmm. care what I need to put externally. I need to come back down to me and be a leader. Yeah, exactly. That's wild as shit. And it's, it's yeah. the perception that it's you've the, talked it's about. Perception. It's the perception. That's wild to So me. And I got that early on. Yeah, that's like the core. 20. Yeah. yeah. And... So I cut my hair, uh, you know, just start dressing a certain way. Um, just always had that clean cut, you know, and that's what I always wanted to be like, okay, this is what I got to do. If I'm going to be the face of this program, which they were, they didn't tell me that, but that was like, we're going to do it. We're going to do a campaign for you. We want to make sure we promote you, man. You're, you're a freshman All-American. You're a first team, uh, all conference in, in, in this league. You're going to your junior year. We want to do that. So, you know, my junior year, um, you know, I did it again. This time I was defensive player of the year. And now I'm really like, okay. And so I was in front of the camera every every week, every game. Like, after, after the game was over, you know, I would just have like 10, you know, 10 people there. Yeah. And they all just do an interview with me. 
it was to a point where I could tell them, hey, man, let me go shower and get done, and I'll do it my interview. And that, <laughs> oh, that would wait. True. You know what I mean? Where other guys, that would get interviews done. But I, I had enough pull yeah. to where, the, and it was like every week I was doing it, like every week. And so I ended up just being in front of the camera so much and doing interviews so much, and I was a criminal justice major. And so by this time, my junior year, I'm so far into my major, I'm like, dang, I kind of like this communications thing. Mm. I kind of like what's going on. I kind of like the camera. I kind of like the it radio. It feels good to be well-spoken. Yeah, yeah, and just being able to talk about it and then explain the game. And the way my school schedule has set up, I was able to do the interviews every single week. Got it. And so going into my senior year, um, this was great, was that my redshirt senior year, because now this is my fifth year of school. Got it. Yeah. But I had already technically graduated after four. Mm. So I was just, all I had was that one season of football. I was eligible Got for it. it. So my school, like now, like I was preparing myself for whatever was going to come. So mm. I didn't end up going to the league my junior year. I thought about it after okay. the end of my junior year. I thought about it. You know, do I do it? You know, I had a lot of accolades. I, had, I was going to pick an agent. And go there, and I was like, no, I came to school with my homeboys. I'm going to leave with my boys. Oh, got wow. it. I got one more year. I'm so you were graduated. willing to bypass that because, like, this is a game where one injury right. can set you off. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and you're yeah. dealing with big money at this right. point or good money when, when you're coming in hot like that. But I had an insurance policy. Which was? Which the school pays for. Like, so when you see a lot of these athletes come back to school got it. at an age where they can make a lot of money, but they have to wait until they're eligible. Schools okay. can take out an insurance policy and oh, they can pay for it. Wow. Yeah, okay. you get a loan to pay for it and have it Got paid. It. So I actually had an insurance policy that Got if it. anything had happened, like I would be able to get a certain amount of Got money um, on where I would have been drafted at and mm-hmm. where I knew I was going to get drafted in a certain round. From what I got, because I asked the NFL, "Hey, where will you be drafted?" It's like, "Oh, you be in a mid-round draft picks." I'm like, "Well, shoot, if I go back to school, yeah, you know, for my senior year, I can get drafted even higher." What do yeah. you think it was with you that that you know? Because this has been a pattern that you've always wanted to stick with your boys. Yeah, right. What do you think it was, or what do you think it is about you know the life that you you had lived up until that point that gave you that mentality? Because a lot of cats like you know, speak about right. being down with their boys. Right. But when the opportunity presents itself, yeah. you know, the allure of options plays a role there. But you you've yeah. you seem to continuously hold it down and be like, look, if this is a squad, I'm right. the leader of this squad. Right. The leader's not leaving yet. Yeah, man. My like like I said, my three guys or two guys who we came to school together. So when we came to school together, it was like we here, we gonna come together, we gonna leave together. Right. Yeah. And these, was my, these, these, these yeah, these, this how it was. <laughs> and we was we were roommates. Right. So you know, our freshman year, we we, we stayed in a, a two bedroom dorm. We, you know, it was two of us in one room and the other two in the other room, and we shared a bathroom and all that stuff. Then our sophomore years, or rest our freshman years, or second years in college. So second and third years in college, we moved into a house, four-bedroom okay. house. And it was just always me and my guys. You know, we always pushed each other. We were, you know, we just – we did things to a point like you can never be late. We, we just did things to push each other. Got it. You know what I mean? And we did it just because. 
And then my junior year, my fourth year is where we really lucked out. So we had to move out of the place that we were living in because they were going to sell the place. Okay. They're like, all right, yeah, we got we to gotta move this place out. It's just, I said, all right, cool. So here we are, us four trying to find a new spot. Um, one of our other good friends who always was over the house, he was looking for a spot that was going to be five. Then we had one of my good buddies who transferred in, who had two more years of school left, one of our good friends. He was he transferred in, so he was looking for a spot. So that's six of us. And we had another guy that was looking for a spot. So we like trying to figure it all out. And here I am. Y'all over here about to get the fresh prince of Bel Air. Trying to figure it shit. out, man. Like, we, I mean, everybody was trying to figure out like what do we do? Yeah. And then so my guy who had transferred over, his brother actually went to the NFL from my school and was gonna buy us a house. That we would just have to pay him rent, and he always have a house in San Diego. So we were about to do that, and then we started getting all kind of stuff getting ready. Y'all were hyped. We were hyped, and then I remember one of my boys called me and said, "Hey, y'all still looking for a house to live in?" I said, "Yeah." He said, "I said a house next door to us. It was probably about five blocks from campus, okay. like in a res- residential area." He's like, "Man, it's my dude next door." They, they 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 may be renting at a place that's pretty big. I can hook y'all. I said, yeah, man, give me his number. We're going to call him. So we called him. And I was like, can we come over and take a visit? Man, we looking for it. He's like, yeah, this is a big house. It's going to be a lot of money. Blah, blah, blah. So I was like, all right, we go in there. Man, this was, it was a house, and it was an old retreat center, like old, old retreat center. Mm. So it had seven bedrooms, <laughs> bathrooms, pool four car garage port four cars outside washer dryer y'all had a frat house we had a frat house with canyon views oh my god all of that and so we were like oh man we want it and he was like all right well, was he a little weary of like the athletes coming through no they were just trying to get it rented okay it, it literally just happened like two days before. Got it. And I, I think what happened was somebody stopped paying on a house so it was going to be foreclosed. Oh, wow. Or something like that. And they were just lo- Yeah, they were just looking for anything. They were like, it. all right. I was like, look, man, we just, can we just sign a lease? Year lease, two-year lease. Oh, yeah. So they, we signed a two-year lease, got in there, and boom, we moved in. So... I'm, we, it was just, it was weird because we were picking rooms and all that stuff. <laughs> Y'all literally rolled it's up like to their the, own it's dorm. Like, it's like real world San Diego. It, is, <laughs> man. it really is. Because it was, so it was me and my other buddy named Hector. We lived on the top floor. This is the story of yeah. seven football players, seven yes. friends. Well, it ended up turning into eight. I feel so it was eight of us in a house. <laughs> so we had, I was on, on the, so it was three rooms, it was two rooms and a suite up top. So my buddy ended up living in the suite. Me and Hector lived in the two rooms up there. Yeah. Then you had the main level, which is where you first walk in in the front door, which was the main level, kitchen, dining room. We had this big, giant projection screen TV. (laughs) And then over in the back of the main area was two bedrooms. Guest crib. Yeah, it was you know just two bedrooms yeah. that my boy Devin and, and Jeff lived. Cribs. Yeah, <laughs> so they had two. They had their own level in their own bathroom, and then incredible when you walk. Then you had a little area that you walked downstairs into the lower level, and they had it was three bedrooms down there, and they all shared one bathroom, and so it was eight total rooms, and we all paid. 
three grand a month. Oh my god! Wow. So it was like four hundred bucks. Oh piece. my god! Y'all were yeah. living plush for plush. like section so we, yeah. eight prices. <laughs> exactly. So my boy <laughs> who had the suite, he had, we made him pay like almost like seven eight hundred. He had a suite. It was like his own suite. Yeah. Like he had insurance on bathroom, and he had a lot. That's still the yeah. deal of a century. Right. But I think we still had a pool. We oh had that. Oh my god! And I'm telling you, that, that house incredible. was like a real frat house, man. We used to, man. I remember. Y'all were we, on. Yeah. So we we were like, so it was a, I always remember we had a fire, not at the house, but like in San Diego. They canceled school, right? So everybody was like, look, man, what we going to do? I was like, I don't know. So we just kind of just all just hung around and chilled. So now this was Sunday night, okay? Monday, they said, hey, school closed again. We was like, oh, forget this. We got a party, man. We don't get these days yeah. off. He's like, man, everybody called one girl over. So we were like, all right. And it was like, no, forget that. Everybody called two girls over, man. Just tell them, bring a friend. If they got a friend, tell them, bring a friend. Like, all right, cool. So when you really think about it, eight guys tell one girl to come over and bring a friend. So that night we had like 16, 20 chicks at the house. Wow. And it was just like, just us eight. And we partied our brains the off. The furious of eight, though. Yes. <laughs> and we, man, we, oh man, we got, whew, it was a Project X. It huh? was going down. Wow. So, but it was the thing about it was like, you kept, you mentioned it. It was like my brotherhood. It was like yeah. my family. It was my boys. It was, we hung out that night, but in the morning, we out there running hills. You yep. know what I'm saying? Or we had to be at a workout at six o'clock. We're all there. Hey, up. Oh, Hey, hey, you know, uh, Marv ain't up. Let's go get him up. Go get him up. Or, hey, Josh ain't out. He, hey, is he is he already there? Where he at? Like we, we 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 made sure Just that we all the on yeah. smash. Yeah, yeah. and we was and, and it was so infectious because it was our it was really it started with uh, like the four in the beginning, mm. and then we came six. And then other people just everybody just always gravitated to us. Yeah. Like a Saturday in in San Diego, we would have randomly five or six extra dudes at the house. Cause they just want to be around it, like man, y'all just so yeah. tight, y'all just don't do. It. Yeah, and I was kind of like the ringleader that I was like, you know, because I was the one that made sure all the bills was paid on time. I was make sure that we do this or yeah. if so anything came in. Extremely responsible. Yeah, right? I had to be the, the leader know? figure, yeah. the the core. It's like, hey, go ask Kirk. I'll go ask Kirk. <laughs> or you know, we hit too music too loud. Police come. Hey, Kirk, yeah. <laughs> like, handle that. Like, how are you? Officer, yeah. you good? Yeah, we good. What, what we need to do? Should I talk? You know, like that's just how it was. And they knew that I had that relationship. And yeah. I, had those skills to do that. Yeah. And and so, like, all that stuff, it just kind of just came back full circle. Mm. Like, here I am, you know, getting ready to, do I play in the league or do I stay in school one more year? I was like, no, I'm going to stay in school one more yeah. year. I'm going to go to work. And, I mean, I'm because uh, I didn't really got I had school. I only had, like, one class. Got it. And it was because I'd already graduated, but yeah. technically they left one, like, whatever is uh one of those classes I forgot what they call it like elective yeah one yeah. of electives um and it was like just a, a seven o'clock class on a Wednesday night so I, I literally was at home all day and I was either training or working out got it and so I really lived like an NFL lifestyle when mm. I was still in college and you know junior I my mean, senior year again I won the uh, defensive player of the year balled out balled out and then you know boom went to uh you know, I'd already graduated, so just got ready for the NFL. So, so that did that. When did that become real? When was that like? All right, it's all now. I knew it was real after my junior year. Okay. Yeah, after my junior year, when I had to sit and make a decision, do I go or stay? And I made that decision to stay. I was like, all right, yeah, I'm. Uh, 
I, I know I, if I left, I could have, I would have got drafted, but I didn't want to do that. I was like, yeah. I want to come back for my senior year, and I wanted to, you know, leave it with my homeboys. And I made a big announcement at school, you know, like everybody, everybody come back to school because yeah, because everybody was asking, like, yeah, because I had to make, I had made a Stay decision last year, and but so that actually turned out in your benefit, no? Oh, it was a great benefit for me, and I had some games I wanted to play. We were playing against Michigan, we were playing against some other schools, and I. And we had just came off one of our best seasons that we had in a long time there, Incredible. too. And so I had a lot going yeah. for me. Like, yeah. I didn't want to pass up on the opportunity. And I, did, I thought it would, be, it would be selfish of me to go out and, and go out and grab a dream that I knew that I can still have that dream the next year. Yeah. So why not have a great time in school and do all that? So I just ended up becoming a broadcaster, too, while I was in school. Wow. I started broadcasting. Oh, I didn't know you started back then. Yeah, so oh. I started like my junior high, I mean, junior college. That's incredible. That was my first time broadcasting a game. I started broadcasting <laughs> high school games. They had to gave me the opportunity. Like, I was like, cool. So I started broadcasting. They were like, wow, games. this dude wants to broadcast. Yeah, like, I was like, you know what? You know, you can't pay you. I was like, no. They was like, oh, we, yeah. I was like, all right, cool. So like, here they are getting free labor. Wow. And I'm just doing it, and like, I just really loved it. I love watching the game, talking the game, and it was fun. And then I got drafted. And you had the foresight early that you yeah, wanted to I, test I, this out. Like I said, once that, once I became like the face of that program for the two years that I was there. And you, you know, having to always talk and go to events and do this and do that. I was like, man, this is fun. I kind of like this. I kind of mm. want to do this for a living so one day when I got down playing. And I just love doing interviews to a point where I remember people were like, man, you don't get nervous doing interviews? I'm like, why? Why do I get nervous? I'm just talking a conversation with people. Yeah. yeah. It just so happens there's a microphone there. If the microphone was gone, like, would, would, would I be nervous? Like, no, I'm just yeah. talking to them. How would talk to anybody else? Yeah. Like once you get that comfortable thing, like this microphone here don't mean nothing. You just no. throw that out the way. We're just talking. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Ain't no need to you know, feel nervous or you gotta worry about what you're gonna say. Like, I mean, obviously you're gonna talk where you're gonna talk there. Like when this microphone going now, I'm cussing and we doing yeah. all that. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, but you're gonna button it up and tighten it up. Absolutely. Same thing, like sure. if you're in front of your parents, you ain't gonna Absolutely. be out there yeah. like, oh, guess what, Dad? What the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like, no. But you know, but but I, I knew that going in. And so when I got drafted, you know, which is a day that I always remember, I got drafted. Um, you know, it was uh, – so the draft was two days back then, 2005. It came on at 9 a.m. I didn't get drafted till 6 p.m. that night, 6.30. Wow. So I waited all day long, man. One of the longest days of my life, man, but I wow. remember that call. What was going through your head? Well, what was going through my head is that you start seeing guys who you're like, man, I'm better than him. Yeah. Man, and getting drafted, you know? And was there a team that you wanted to go to at the time? I mean, obviously the Raiders. I wanted to go back home. I wanted to be a Raider. No, yeah. Because the Raiders, I mean, growing up, I'll take it back. Growing up, the Raiders were actually in LA till 94. Right. Um, but were you a Raiders fan growing up as a kid? Yeah, always uh, have always, like, Even when they were in L.A. Because well, they was Oakland, so that uh, yeah, was still old school. Like, my dad and them, like, they still okay, were still Raider fans. Like, even when they moved to L.A., and they all the Raider Oakland. fans. Right. Yeah. So then and when so, they came back, it was so huge for you guys. It was huge. My dad was, we were sick of season ticket holders when they came back. You okay. Know? Got it. So we so went to every game. My dad still goes to every game. So you had the Raider yeah. blood in you. Always have been. That's all I believe, Deep man. in Oakland. Yeah, deep. I love the Raiders. It's just... So I always wanted to play for them, but if it was any team that was going to go out and draft me, I didn't care. I just wanted to get drafted. Yeah. Okay. So I waited all day, waited all day, and I did everything I thought I could. Um, I even played in an all-star game, and I was like, they have what they call power five conferences and group of five. I went to a group of five school, meaning that I didn't go to a conference. I, I, I went to a school within a conference called the Mountain West, but any school outside of the Pac-12, Big 12, ACC, SEC and Big Ten 
Those are what they call power five. Yeah. The other schools outside of that are called group of five. So when I went to the all-star game, I was like a group of five going against a ton of players who were in the power five conferences. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, this dude go to San Diego State. You know what I'm saying? So like, I had to go there like, oh, earn my respect. Because people who they don't know you, but they going to know me after I leave this. You yeah. Know? So I did that. I balled out at the all-star game <laughs> to a point where like they voted me team captain. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and I was telling people like, like that was that's one of you the were biggest. from the island. Yeah. Fights. So <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I, but I think that was one of the, even one of the biggest accomplishments of my life that nobody yeah. talks about too. Like I, I was wow. like, that was one of the huge accomplishments that I always remember. You came from like the replacements, yes, if you will, exactly. and then came to the All Star squad. That's how it was. Wow, that's crazy for that to hold so much weight. Why that moment versus like everything you you've done so far? Why that one moment? I think because you know I was playing the game. I was playing well in college, but I always had a, one of my uh, guys used to always tell me, "Man, everybody the man in their own hood." Mm. But when you demand somebody, when you get the respect and demand in somebody else's hood, that's how you know you made it. You you were the big fish in the small pond. Right. Over there. So in San Diego, yeah, I, everybody knew me. I was good. Or yeah. in my little conference, oh yeah, that's Kirk Morrison. He good. But when outside of that realm, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Don't nobody know who you are. Yeah. And so. the and the like, you know, going back to what your coach said, like yeah. standing that one kid in 23 up, mm-hmm. the game changes when Straight you get up. there. Change. Like you got grown ass man. Yes. Big man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like speeds like three, four times faster. You can hit way harder. Like mm-hmm. it's no joke. Yeah. I was like, man. So being on that level, playing in an all star game, I had to go for my respect. Mm. Um, and like when I left there for them to vote me team captain, it was just like, we probably didn't know you coming in, but we know who you are now. Awesome. And. That's why it was a bunch of respect uh, that I earned there. That's beautiful. It was, it was, it was, it's like I, I always remember that. And then my actual coaches of my team were the Raiders. Wow. So, and that's all star game. It was the Raiders on one side and the other side oh, it was the Buccaneers. Shit. So, those coaches, Shout and that's the reason why. <laughs> Shout out to the Sirens. For yeah. Real. <laughs> this is one of those moments. Yeah. One of those sirens always sirens. come in special yeah. moments. But honestly, that's the reason, like, why I think the Raiders drafted me. Because they have firsthand knowledge and saw me work and saw, like, there's one thing to watch a guy on tape and say, okay, yeah. you know him, but they saw me work. In person. In person. And they saw me Can you me think lead. about the chance occurrences in your life? Like, mm-hmm. imagine 9-11 doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. That player that you were – uh, don't get hurt. Backing up, don't get hurt. Probably yeah. that play doesn't happen, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. All of these times, you <laughs> you don't ball out in that game, right? But you balled out in that game, and it just so happens that the coaches from the Raiders are <laughs> in that game. You decide to play that game. Yeah. You come in from the the regional five, <laughs> right? It's, Shine on the superstar five. Crazy. Yeah. But unbeknownst to you, mm-hmm. right? That game in and of itself carried a lot of weight. Yeah. Wow. It's life-changing. That's wild, bro. And it's like you don't know, like, like, you know, we were talking a little bit off air, you know what I'm saying, about the path that you take. Yeah. Like, that path for me, like, it goes, like, it has so many things that, like, what if this would have happened? Or what if that would have happened, you know? 
And then, like, I didn't even get to, you know, as we try to get into, like, my NFL journey real quick, like, I had lost my best friend to murder when no. I was when I was in college. Really? Yeah. My, my best friend didn't make it to 21. <sighs> we went to, you know, middle school with, all the way through high school. We didn't go to the same high school because I went to, like I said, I went to the prep school. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I, I remember getting that phone call one day and... <sighs> Um, you know, I, I, I remember I was, I always remember I was, I was, I was a big procrastinator in college. So okay. I used to, and I still am now. Yeah. I'm a guy that I can't do it at night, but I'll just wake up extra early and do it in the morning. Cause I feel like I'm fresh and I got yep. thoughts and I'm gonna get it done. So I woke up early in the morning to finish the paper. I got a call and I said, you didn't hear what happened. I was like, no. And I said, your, your best friend got shot. And I was like, oh no, you know, like whatever. He's like, no. I said, what all do you know? So that's all I know. He just got shot last night. So boom. was he back in Oakland? He back in Oakland. And so at the whole time, I'm thinking like, okay, he got shot. And then no one called me for the rest of the day. So I went to go turn my paper in and do all that. I'm fine. I'm like, all right, cool. My boy got shot. Let me figure out, man. I hope he's doing well. So I'm not calling, you know, some of my people back. And it was like, nobody called you back. I was like, no, nobody. First of all, nobody even called me. I had to find out from a girl he used to date. She called me. Holy. And nobody wanted to tell me because they knew I was away at college and wow. I was focusing on football. And when they told me, they're like, yeah, you know, he got, he, he's dead. I'm like, what? And so, like, I had to deal with that, too. And that's, like, one of the things I always regret in my life, too. I don't regret it a lot. But one thing I regret was that my best friend got killed and his family asked me to be a pallbearer. And I said no because I didn't believe he was dead. Mm. Wow. You know, I was like, no, he's because I was always going away to college. And when I came home for holidays and weekends and birthdays or wherever I came home, we just picked back up where we left yeah. off. And I was just feeling in. That's what best friends do. Right. And so I came back home when they were trying to tell me he was dead. And I was like, no, he's not. Like, you just can't tell me that. Like, he's just not dead. Like, stop. And wow. so that was like my uh, sophomore year. And so I kind of like vowed to like, you know, I'm going <laughs> to finish school. And he was like always in the back of my mind. And so we talk about that day I, I got drafted to Oakland, to the Raiders. A lot of emotions came through me because it was a lot of people who not only helped me to get to that path, I mean, yeah. to get to where I was, but there's a lot of people I really wanted to share that moment with. And mm-hmm. he was one of them to like, man, that'd be crazy if I played for the Raiders because we would go to games together. Like my dad had, had, you know, we had season tickets and he was one of the guys because my stepmom would never go to the game when it rained. So everybody knew that. All my boys knew because my dad had like, four season tickets. Yeah. So he had four <laughs> season tickets. Take. Yeah, we had four season tickets. So it was my dad, my stepmom, myself, and I forgot who was else. It was like somebody else would go with us, uh, one of the family friends. But when it rained, my stepmom wouldn't go. I think it was my sister. Yeah, she wouldn't go. So we had two extra tickets. And everybody's always like, hey, man, you know, Mr. Morrison, I heard it, I heard it's raining today. <laughs> and they said it's supposed to rain a couple hours. So they used to always do that. And the baby raining, yeah, though. Because I was raining. born in San Jose. I grew up yeah. in Cupertino. So you already know. Yeah. Like, like, we get to November, Countless December. Countless lunches and recesses yes. taken away by the rain. November, December, it's, 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 it's raining. Yeah. So we, um, so they would just, you know, he would take me to games and my friends would come. And so my boy would, would come to my games when he had the tickets and we just watched like man one day I'm gonna play for the Raiders you know you just kind of saying as kids yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so you know it was like I didn't get a chance to share that moment with him you know what <laughs> I mean? so I had to deal with that but 
like I said, I made it to the NFL. How was that for you? Like, I know it's like one of those types of moments, but like, how was that for you (laughs) being so distraught Mm -hmm. that you like blatantly, you know, missed this moment? Because like, I I, I guess looking at it now, like from the outside in, it's just like you can't accept it. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. But how was that for you? Just having to deal with that. But also, like, I don't know. I just, like, see it, like, you being so close. Like, I feel like he's, yeah. he's like, behind you yeah. in your mind all the way through. Yeah. I mean, I, w- I would speak to him before every game. Really? Well, yeah. it, playing uh, throughout college, too? Yeah. Oh, and wow. it was weird because we see it now with so many national anthem protests. Yeah. And for me, during the national anthem was when I would talk to him wow. and speak to him. You know what I mean? Because I always have my hand on my heart, and that was the one time. And Straight looking you know, to the yeah, sky, just having the, a, yeah. exactly. That was like my moment mm. where I would share that moment with him. You know, before every college game, before every NFL game, and that was how that's that was my moment with him. And being a Raider at the time, it just yeah. held such man. It, it held such a different yeah. importance. Like before knowing that, you know, I was talking to uh, Noosh, and I was like, you know, I want to ask Kirk. It must be so cool. Mm-hmm. To be, you know, a kid growing up in Oakland, then to play for the Raiders—just as simple as that. But now mm-hmm. it just holds such a deeper importance. You know, what was it like going out on that field the first time as a Raider in that black and silver, and mm-hmm. you know, just um, seeing the black hole and, and just being on that field that you have seen as a spectator mm-hmm. and as a right. fan and as a as just a, a part of the community, a part of the culture growing up. It, it, it's so thick in your background and upbringing and your roots. And now being on that grass and that, that feeling that. Like, so when I got drafted, I was excited. I was pumped up. I was just like, man, dream come true. And I practiced the entire offseason. I practiced the entire preseason training camp. And it was just fun. To be a Raider, I like to think about it, but it never hit me that I was a Raider. That's so crazy. It never hit me. And I remember my first, I think, you know, it was maybe my second preseason game, I remember. Second preseason game. Uh, No, actually, it was my first preseason game. I remember my first preseason game. Uh. No, wait, I got I to gotta look it up. It was my, I just always remember it was my first home game. Okay. Um, and in the preseason. And I remember I'm walking through the tunnel getting ready. And for many years growing up as a kid, you would hear that Raider theme, that anthem, mm-hmm. the hell's bells, meaning that the guys about to come out, the yeah. locker room. <laughs> And I was like, man, when they played that, when they, that, that, those chimes, oh. the boom. I would go crazy in the stands, like, oh, here they come. Oh, yeah, yeah it's game yeah. time. And then, like, here I am coming out in the locker room, and those chimes start. Oh, my God. And I'm hearing the Hell's Bells chimes start, and, like, it was like, wow, okay. And I remember the head coach – was coming out and he was saying well the place you'd rather be than here right now and for some reason when he said that it like took me to like 
just like a, a flashbacks, just like a million flashbacks in my wow. mind. And I literally, this is a this is a preseason game. I think the first second preseason game. Okay, preseason game. I literally am bawling like a little kid. No, crying wow. like tears. Helmet like on. tears, no helmet off. Helmet off, and you're just in in the in the in the. I'm just the, yeah. We're walking through the tunnel, and the then tunnel, they, yeah. they announce the team, and we all come out, and I just came out like in tears, man. Like just it hit you. Most, I was ready to like it just hit me like I was and like I had like guys like Warren Sapp and like Randy Moss and Charles Woodson. I had like all these guys looking at me like. Damn, Rook! Like, <laughs> the hell! Like, I was. It was a preseason game, wow. and to me, like, it was just like, damn, I made it, man! I'm in the league right now. Wow. You, you know what's so wild is that throughout your your entire career up to this point, you've mm-hmm. actually never had those moments. You've right. just it's just been like, yo, I'm just gonna I'm go just out here. and do me, do my thing, just do me. me, whatever. Then yeah. you know, now it's it. it, it it comes full circle, you know, in the place where you have your deepest roots. Mm-hmm. Everything is there. And, yeah. and it all came out at once. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's almost you know, that entire everything you've worked for, everything you've done your whole life had had culminated to that one moment mm. and finally came out in all that way. Once. All at once. It just came out. That's so wild. I was like crying like. I still can remember it. I was just crying. I mean, the dudes was getting on me so bad. <laughs> the next weekend, oh, man, I was Especially the that of, group. That group. I was the butt <laughs> of all the jokes. I was like, man, let's go. We got to go out there and kill these fools, dog. Let's go, man. Y'all understand? I'm from the tail, man. It's like, I was like, you know, because I'm like, put, I put the city on my back. Like, I was like, I was emotional, man. Yeah. I was emotional, oh, That's man. incredible, dog. I really oh, thought I was like putting the city on my back, man, and I was just like, boom. And I just remember that moment. And then I played, you know, my my, my rookie year. I led the team in tackles. Mm-hmm. Second year, led team tackles. I mean, I let let him tackle every year. Yeah. And it was like, I played with a different different edge to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, what do you think it was? Well, first of all, I knew I couldn't. No matter what, I had the city looking at me. You know what I mean? That's like, a huge. Yeah. Like you, that, I could I couldn't take a playoff kind of thing. You know what's crazy? Like that pressure in yeah. that moment. Like so, now the city is watching you, and, and yeah. you're starting to feel it all. Yeah, but it wasn't really pressure though. It was just okay. that I gotta okay. You, you just gotta show up and show out. I then. can't disrespect his name on the back. Got it. Because they know my dad and my mom's, mm. my brother, my family. You go out there and play like some shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, now everybody going to look at you like that. Like, man, man, your son, man, he weak. I ain't on the team, you know? So I can't never have that. I said, nah, I got to go out there and ball so that so that the family can be like, man, you know what? Hey, he, your son be out there doing his thing. You know, and it was like all that stuff was like on me. So I just couldn't. I mean, you have friends from yeah. high school. Like, it's one yeah. thing if I played – and a different team because I and you know I got traded to Jacksonville. Yeah. You know I what played after in Buffalo. Five, yeah, after five years, okay. and I played in Jacksonville. I played in Buffalo for a couple of years, and you know, like your guys, like, oh man, oh, I mean, how y'all doing out there in, in Jacksonville? Buffalo? I'm like, oh, we we play in the league just like the Raiders, <laughs> yeah. but 
you know, a lot it of people, mean the same it didn't thing. mean the same. And like they people weren't watching those other teams play. Like the Raiders came on right there in their own home yeah. and watched them. And that's why like it was that camaraderie, but yeah. it was a camaraderie of the city. Exactly. Because well, they all you, watched it. Well, I, w- I want to kind of dive into into like the financial aspect of these yeah. things. And then also kind of just what it was like for you and, and, and a player in that position on the body. Right. Right. Because what a lot of cats don't realize is that, you know, the average NFL career is what, between two and three years? Yeah, three. Yeah, right now they say they have it at three point five, but they need to like up the numbers because I feel like it's that's like, like them padding the stats. Yeah. You know what I mean? The dude that's yeah. two sixty five, they have him at two forty. Yeah, I feel like it's now two point five years. Okay, did you? Because again, this is kind of going back to me looking at it as you've always been the the head of the group, mm-hmm. and you always made decisions with your boys in mind, mm-hmm. right? Did you have to deal with the pressures of people coming to you and really starting to ask you for money? Being that you're an NFL player and also just being in the league around it, like, what is that like? I got, like, two or three good stories off of that. Okay. Uh, I think the first one for me is that I didn't really have to worry about it because my mom was in charge of everything. Not my money. Or not anything like that, but my mom was just in charge. You know what I'm saying? Like yep. you got to go through her, mm. and people couldn't just get to me like that. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. And I kept um, myself away. Insulated. I didn't, yeah, I didn't live in Oakland. I lived in San Diego in the off season. Really? So when season okay. was over, I was out. Got it. So I was like, oh man, can Kirk come do this? Can do that? Because it could be overwhelming. You know what I mean? Because like, especially, I feel like it's a big burden on the immediate on the family. family. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like cousins was. start coming out. Yeah, like, my but dad. nobody's gonna come at your mom that way, right? Uh no. Okay. And then I remember I learned too from one of my other guys is that people don't understand like those tickets that we get for games, like they're not free. We have to pay for them. Yeah. Uh-huh. So when we play against like San Diego or something, I remember like tickets is like a hundred bucks a piece. I'm like, dude, I don't know you like that to be paying a hundred bucks for a ticket. You. Like, yeah. so you know what I'm saying? If I got ten people coming to the game, that's a grand. Well, that's yeah. coming out of my pocket. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, nah, I'm good. So the one thing I did learn uh, my my second year, because my freshman you know, my rookie year, I didn't do it, but my second year I learned how to do it because my dad, remember, already had season tickets. Yep. My mom got my, because we did get two free tickets. My, my mom got those, but I would have people come through regularly, this, this, and that, and then people like, oh, man, my family wanted to go, and I'm, like, worried about getting them tickets, this, and that. And so by then, it was to a point where my second year, I realized, look, I got my mom, four season tickets. No, no, my mom had six season tickets, and my okay. dad had six season tickets. And the prices for that was, was like, reasonable yeah. for what you would pay each game. Yeah. Sure. So my dad had his, my mom had his. And so I said, if anybody want to go to a game, you ask my mom, and she will let you know what game you'll go to. And there's wow. eight games or ten games you add to two preseason, and you can, you know – Talk with her, and she will say, "Okay, this is what game you go to." Wow! And that's how you know that's how that, that had happened. to be a huge relief. Well, it was a huge relief. My mom took a lot care a lot of that, you know. And then when I moved into my first house that I bought, you know, she was over there a lot, you know, helping me clean up and 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 just whatever I needed. She was just being a mom too, and that's the reason why I was able to focus on playing football. You know what I'm saying? It. Like yeah. it goes back to everything. Like <coughs> just go play. Like I didn't have to worry about where I'm going to eat at, where I'm going to hang at, where I'm going to party at, 
you know, where am I going to? What's a, what streets do I need to escape? I was back at home. Got so it. my job was just to go play football. I didn't have to worry about the extra. Where I'm going to live, what I'm going to do, when I'm going to see my family. Like, they was all there. So for, to some, it was a distraction. But to me, it was a non-distraction for did me. You have, did you have, like, people in the ear? I'm talking more on, like, the coaches and the kind of, like, I'm sure business managers and mm-hmm. different things that, that come in your sphere, agents and whatnot. Yeah. So w- were you really well aware of, of a the lack of permanence in this, whether it be right. career and financial? Right. right. Were you always cognizant of like this is not going to be forever? Let yeah. me plan for my future from the onset, mm-hmm. or was it more of well, no matter what people will tell you, when you get to the league, you automatically you gonna think you are gonna play ten years, Got it. and you are gonna get all these big contracts and that and. It just sometimes it just doesn't happen for people. Got so, um, you know, I'll take, I'm always a guy who sits back and looks at people that have came before me. Mm. I've always been that way. Got it. And if there's the any knowledge, yeah, if there's any knowledge I can get from someone and just put it in my memory bank, bam, I'm gonna use that. Mm. And I remember I had one of the uh, older guys that was just talking one day, and I just was listening to him and. He said, just always remember, you're going to spend more years out of the league than you will in the league. Just always remember that. That's a fucking bomb. And you'd be like, what? Like, I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like, just say a guy plays 10 years. You know, just say, like, I play 10 years, 15 years. Uh, that's still, I went to the, got into the league at 23. I played 10, 15 years. That puts me between the age of 33 and 38. Yeah. You're still going to spend way more years outside, outside of the league. league. Yeah, yeah, you're still and incredibly with, young. Yeah, and with each year, you will get passed by. You know, now I'm f- this is my fourth year removed from the National Football League, mm. and each year you just keep going by. Where people know you, but then like as it goes by, that next wave of people don't know you. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, because football is also a sport where you're not like no matter how good you are, the only right. very few people players are known. Exactly. Because you always have helmets on. And it's always helmets, and it's always a new wave coming in. Yeah. It's always somebody new. What What was it like on your body? And was that something that you took into consideration? Was it something that you were like, damn, like, I'm getting beat up? But, like, because I, I, I know in that community, like, football players are fucking warriors. Right. Right. Cats are going in there playing with shit that, like, <laughs> you, you, you would never expect. But they're <laughs> like, cool, give me, like, I'm going out here. I'm, I'm not... I'm not letting my team down. Right. Right. Um, did you have those instances where as as the career kind of moved forward, you're like, damn, my body is just, it's not taking this shit like it used to. Yeah. not. I think when you're in it, you don't even think about it. Okay. When you're in it, it's like, man, as long as I'm ready to go on Sunday. Got it. Um, there's going to be days where you have, there's going to be bad days and good days. You okay. just hope you have more good than bad. Got it. But you know what it is. Like when you out there playing, you just, I just gotta go. I just, you just want to make sure you playing. That's all that matters. Yeah. So that's why you see a lot of guys they play through concussions or they play through like that. I've never had a documented concussion, but I know I've had my bell rung or I've had a a concussion. Got it. But sometimes guys didn't know how to diagnose it, and they're just saying like, who would tell you like, oh, I got a concussion, take me out of the game? Like, no, like we're creatures of habit. Like, yeah. no matter what, people want to stay in there. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I always always say like, you know, what about the guy who? 
when you're uh, out partying and you got that one homeboy who's drunk, but he just goes to the goes to the bathroom, throws up, and he's right back, back in the party. Right he's yeah. like, instead of saying, What's like, up, I'm yo? done, yeah, like, I'm done, like, take me home, I'm good. Like, no. He's That's like, a good oh, analogy. Let's go back. Like, we all know that person. Yeah. It's the same thing in the NFL. Mm. It's like, you're here, you are hanging out with your fella, boom. Oh, got hit in the head. Like, Nobody saw it. All right, cool, 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 cool. I'm going back because wow. I don't want to miss. It's, it's just that's how it is. I mean, oh. I'm sure because it's also so competitive. It's competitive. Like every every moment matters. Like every play. I mean, every play matters. <laughs> every play. So no, I mean that was just part of. That's just part of the gig too. You know, um, I remember I had a coach. Uh, my second year told us all to uh, stand up. This is the beginning of the year. It's like uh, in training camp. We first got to training camp first day. He said, I want y'all to stand up. So we all stand up. We're in the meeting room. We're standing up. He said, shake it out a little bit. You know, move around a little bit. We're like, all right, shake it out, move around. <laughs> he was like, y'all feel good, don't y'all? We was like, yeah. He's like, well, that's the best your body's going to feel for the next six months. <laughs> just, wow. just remember what that feels like. Yo. And I was like, damn. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> football hurts. Yeah. It's like it hurts. Oh, absolutely. You're going to be hurt. You're going to be injured. But just remember, when you're injured, you can't play. you when you hurt, you can play. Mm. So that's why I want to know: you hurt or you injured? When you injured, it means I cannot use you. Yeah. But if you hurt, you gonna have to play through being hurt. You have to play through pain. And so that's just part of the game. That's what you sign up for. Who are some of your mentors coming up in in, in, in the, the league? league? Wow, mentors um, or like, uh, yeah, I don't know how to put it. Like players you yeah. look up to, or players that kind of took you under their uh, under their wing. Um, yeah, I mean, when I first got into the league, uh, Charles Woodson was a guy who I watched from afar, and I mean, not from afar, but I was his locker was next to mine. Yeah, so I watched him. Whatever he did, I, I did because he was like Charles Woodson. Like yeah. I grew up like idolizing Charles. He and here he is, dude, like, he was, and I'm watching. It's the first. He's the only defensive player ever won the Heisman Trophy. You know, and here I am sitting like next to him in my locker. Like this is like this, this is like kid stuff. And I tell him that every day, every, every time I see him, I like, do like. I was a kid coming into that locker room, but I used to, when I was in high school, which was what, seven years prior when yeah. he first got into the league, like I would walk by where y'all ate dinner at and just be like, man. Wow. You know? And here I am sitting next to you. It was just weird like that. But, you know, that's kind of what, you know, those mentors that I look to, I always look to guys who. Just led by example. Yeah, then. led. And, 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 and a lot of times it was, it could be everybody. You know, a guy who I feel like there were so many life lessons in my locker room because everybody was doing something different. Everybody was going through something different. Mm. Everybody, I mean, they're all human all beings. They're, they're all athletes, human but human beings. Man, and it's like they go through the same things that everybody else do. Sometimes mm. it's even worse because it's magnified. Yeah. But they go through the same thing, man. It's crazy. And it's you know, what the That's one so thing about true, it though. is that it's from every walk of life, like, or parts of the country. You know, it's people from Midwest, Northeast. You know, the South, yeah, Texas, yeah, Georgia, Mississippi, Alabama, like and here I am in California and I'm comfortable and gosh, Mississippi, like, you know, they still was calling, you know, you know, white people certain names. And <laughs> seriously, it was yeah. it was wild. Like and it was like, Man, how you talk to them like that? I'm like Bro, like I'm in California. Like I grew up. Like, like I grew up two blocks yeah. over there. Yeah. <laughs> this dude was my yeah. neighbor, bro. Yeah. yeah, and like some of them, like you know, didn't didn't go to diverse high schools. Yeah. Right. You know, when they went to college, they didn't look at other people. They were just like, I just played football and I got drafted. That's it. Wow. So it was like 
all it was like it was weird, man. It was dy- that that's dynamic wild. in the locker like room, the cultural differences. Yeah, like the music you listen to. That's like one of the biggest things in a locker room is the music, because you may have guys. For me, I'm a West Coast guy, so I may want to, you know, make sure we listening to you know pop. some game, Pac, Snoop. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you got dudes from down south that want to hear, you know, some Three Six Mafia and Pastor Troy, some Chopped and Screwed. Yeah. You got the boys from Georgia that want to hear Jeezy all day. Yeah. Play yeah. everything from Outkast and the. You know everything from from the, from the Atlanta sound. You got yeah. dudes from New York that want to hear nothing but Nas and Rock him and, and you know what I'm saying. Like so, like th- that's the stuff that like in locker rooms you learn how to deal with that too. That's you know? wild. You got to learn how to deal I, with I feel all like that. The locker room dynamic is something that's so I don't want to say secretive, but so unknown to mm-hmm. the general public. Yeah, it is. it's like you see these athletes, you see them playing together, but then mm-hmm. like when they come and they're not playing the game, but all of y'all have your little like hotel spaces, mm-hmm. if you will. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And and it's not like everybody gets along. No, not at y'all all. All grown ass men, all grown ass. living grown ass lives. Some of y'all are wilding out. Others yeah. have families. Oh yeah, that. like it's just one it's big mesh and melting pot of cats that are athletes, human yeah. beings, and have completely different and like views on life and also upbringings, upbringings in life. Yeah. And what's crazy is like it's a career at that time too, which is yeah. very which is very different. You know, all these guys have been playing um, you know, through college or high school where it's just it's been the game or it's been um, you know, trying to get to that next level. Now right. it's it is a job, it is a career and I'm sure that also has an effect on things too. Yeah. No, it's you know, like a lot of guys too. Like for me, I wasn't like I said, I didn't come from a lot of money, but I wasn't uh to a point where I wanted to spend a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I just seen guys that come in and just ain't, didn't come from money and now they had money and just let it go. And well, just that's, let it fly. I mean that's what what you hear all the time is like yeah. And something I want to get to. 30 for 30 on ESPN. Yeah, I mean, unreal, like, when you watch that it's, stuff. And it's, and it's always get upset when I think people say, like, how could they do that? I'm like, man, if you had never lived it or seen it, you have no idea. Yeah. Because you can all be on the outside and say, I mean, I would have did this, this, and that. You have no clue. But watching guys in there who made it and got that money and, you know, who's going to tell them no? How do you how do you help affect change in that mentality, though, right? Because, like... That's still something that it's like, it's just like our parents. Right. You're not going to know until you go through it. Mm-hmm. And hopefully when you go through it, it won't be so bad that you can't get out. That's what we're talking about, different backgrounds. Mm. You know, some kids grew up in a foster home. Some guys <sighs> grew up where mom was there, no dad was there. Some <sighs> kids, you know, I know a couple guys in the league right now, I was raised with my grandma, and then my grandma passed, so they have no checks, no balances. They just, I, I did this on my own, so I'm going to go out and do it how I know. Wow. Like they don't get, have that knowledge. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then some people just want to grow up, and like I said, I went through a stage like that, too. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I wanted validation. I made it to the league, so you want to spend some money. You want to feel like an NFL player, and you go out buy chains and jewelries and cars and things like that, but at the end of the day, it's like, as, as I got older, I was like, man, I laugh at my young self. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, glad I didn't splurge, you know, like a lot of people did, but I laugh at my young self. Yeah. You know, like, man, what was I thinking? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what was I thinking? Like, 
But at that time, you two you're looking were, like yeah, a yeah. Cuban link chain. Yeah. Like, what the hell? I paid thirty this, grand for this. Like, yeah. what the fuck was I doing? You were in the you a young man. <laughs> you in your twenties. Got money. You guys doing? I mean, it yeah. was whatever you want to do. Yeah. And you could just carte blanche on whatever you wanted, it's man. Insane. Going to, yeah. from Vegas to wherever you want to travel to, man. It was whatever. The world was in my hands. Mm. But luckily, I kept it, you know, kept it cool. Yeah. Um, I was lucky because I was on the West Coast, too. And so, for me, you know, I was in L.A. I was in San Diego. I didn't have to fly and go to all these. I was just driving. Yeah. You know, I was living in these places. So yeah. So, it was easy. And I knew. You were already acclimated, to, too. Already. You'd seen it I already. Feel, and I felt like, you know, I didn't, like, I felt like I lived a, I felt I lived the NFL lifestyle my later, later years in college. Got it. Oh, I you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. I was going out doing, you know, I was coming to Hollywood, you know, yeah. in my twenties, early twenties. You know what I mean? Like when I was in college. Yep. Yeah. You know, I was in a fraternity too, and my fraternity brothers went to schools around here, so we would mm-hmm. go to different clubs. Um, they was having all star games and stuff here. Yeah. Super Bowls was in. The, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I was going to all the events at a young age yeah. to where some guys were never presented with that. Now they got money and they in the NFL. Your your head explodes. Oh, they want to. They do this every night. I'm like, I was living this lifestyle. When yeah, I was in it kind of got old. Dude. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't necessarily not necessarily like get get old, but it was more like, it was like, okay. Well, you kind of got it out of your system. Yeah. You did it already. Like you got you remember, 17 years old. Yeah. No, I'm <laughs> yeah. At the MGM. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some of these guys, their first time is yeah. when they have money from the NFL and going to exactly. Vegas at 24, 25. I, 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 I didn't say I didn't broker a trip, but <laughs> I had, I remember. <laughs> the preface. I, I forgot what it is. I think it was the. Oh man, I forgot the name of the trip. I think it was the Vegas 17. So off season workouts, I'm, I'm like training every day, and I said, "Man, who, who all ain't been to Vegas?" We in the locker room talking. I'm like, "I mean, I ain't never been to. I ain't never. Been, I ain't never." I said, "Look, man, we gonna work our butt off, and I'm gonna take y'all all to Vegas. Everybody got money. We gonna all can book it ahead of time. I will take care of the rooms." Yeah. I'm going to take care of all our stuff, but we all got to pitch in and we can just, we can really do it up. Yeah. They're like, cool. And I said, I got a perfect weekend opening of the pools. Oh, opening a wow. rehab too. Remember a rehab? Was, yeah. I went to rehab when they first started the first weekend of rehab before it got like where <laughs> yeah. it is now, but right. before yeah, it got yeah. until they were had like all these different shows. Yeah. Right, right, right. But before it was still like special. To, Cause that's like the pool coming like, alive. Yeah. Rehab was the, was the first pool party in Vegas. Yeah. Uh, it was known for that. It was, yeah. yeah. But this was before it got mainstream. Yeah. Right. Right. Like this, it was still like, we're going to rehab. I'm like, what's that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it just took off. But so, my first year, I went as a rookie, and they showed me how to do it. My second year, I was always going. I was, I was always going to Vegas. So by the time I – this was my fourth year in the league. And I was like, y'all ever been to Vegas? I like, no, I've been to Vegas. I said, all right, man, I've been going to Vegas for a long time. So I was going when I was in college. I was going when I was in high school. Yeah. I said, all right, I'm going to take y'all to Vegas. So we all booked all our stuff. We all went. So I got, like, literally – 14, 15 guys who had never been to Vegas. And I was like, look, it's 14, 15, 15 of us going. I'm letting y'all know. We're, gonna, we're probably going to go out at least five times. <laughs> we're going to go out Friday night, Saturday day, Saturday <coughs> night, Sunday morning, and Sunday night. All right. That means that everybody come up with 2500 bucks. Word. For the whole weekend. Word. 
Y'all all can do it. Five hundred dollars each night. Yeah. Yeah. Which is actually yeah. very reasonable. Very reasonable. Yeah. yeah. Very very reasonable. reasonable. I, I yeah. thought you were gonna say like yeah. twenty five grand. <laughs> I was like, what are we doing here? Twenty five hundred for the whole weekend. Word. Yeah, you could do a lot yeah. with that. And yeah. it was like some guys who were like, all right, you know what? Like we understand their situation. Like some guys were practice squad guys. We're like, you know what? All right, man, you just do two fifty. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, if you, you got drafted, you gotta do this. Yeah. And you not drafted, man, like, like two fifty. That's the, I mean, that's not killing yeah. your pocket. You know what I mean? No, not at all. And if you only want to go one night, you one night, that's cool. Cool. So we went out and every night, like our tab was like I forgot, like five, six, seven grand. <laughs> but it was between like fourteen of us though. Yeah. You know? See, so when you really break it down, it wasn't that much. Yeah, you right. And everybody there. had their money, so it wasn't like it was no problems, it yeah. was nothing. And it was just Pandemonium. Crazy. I feel you. I mean, it was to the point where we went Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and <laughs> we were all supposed to be back on Monday, and nobody came back. <laughs> <laughs> nobody came. Like nobody I came. Feel you. Nobody came to workouts Monday. But it was like okay, and like in the workouts in the off season was. <laughs> You have five days to complete four workouts. Yeah. And everybody was like, I'm not coming. No, <laughs> can't do it. They, I mean, we partied our brains out. I it was a, it was the first day of rehab. And like I said, we had so many guys together that we didn't have. Remember, had like cabanas. We had an island. <laughs> I feel So we had like the three cabanas, the big giant day bed, a whole <laughs> island roped off. Wild. And I was like, and I was like, and it was like, what's going on? I said, Whoever wants to come in, y'all just point them out. It was we had our own party, and the alcohol was just flowing. And I had dudes was like, man, I remember we got back the next week. They was just hugging me, said, "Dog, you turned me out." <laughs> I've never had that much fun before. That's because incredible. people have been places before, but it's different when you're in college when you oh, go yeah. to like a pool. And this is when Vegas was really starting to take off on the pool yeah. scene, where you mm-hmm. have like a real like. The music was pumping. Mm-hmm. The girls was out. The drinks yep. was out. You really having like a true party party. Yeah. And it was love, too. And it wasn't yeah. no incidents. It yeah. wasn't no... It wasn't you know, pretentious. Worry about, yeah. yeah. You didn't have to worry about yourself and people robbing you right, and shooting. Right, right. Like, it was in, It was comfortable. That's so, yeah, man. You got to have those moments, though. I mean, yeah. it, it, that's part of the journey, too. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's those, those crazy times and doing that. Um, going through the NFL and league and, you know, being on the Raiders for, it was a five years, five years, yeah. five years, bills for three, uh, bills for two and Jacksonville for one. So I did eight years altogether. Hey, that's a long, that's a very long time in NFL years. Good, yeah. That's like a hundred regular years. <laughs> for real. That's, that's a lot, man. It's a long NFL career <laughs> towards the, the second half of that. And, you know, from the bills and, um, the Jaguars. Did you start thinking about your life post NFL and what that could be? Because you're, mm-hmm. you know, at this time it's like you're getting into your. Wait, did you stop when you were thirty? Because what you're thirty four uh, now. Yeah, thirty four now. So my last season in the league, I was thirty. Yeah. Because in the beginning, you know, I'm sure you're like, you know, you in the back of your mind, you know that this may not be a long road. Right. But when you're in it, I'm sure it feels like it's going to be forever. You're, you're going to be playing in the league for, you know, in the next 50 yeah. years. But getting to that next chapter, when did this thought start kicking in of like, what else could you do after this? You know, I'm sure it's, it's it can be mm-hmm. a tough transition for a lot of players. Right. Um, especially as athletes, you hear about it all the time. You know, what is that life 
post this kind of like who are you and redefining finding your identity again and figuring out you know you've talked about you were dabbling in broadcasting um you love being in front of the camera Mm -hmm. you felt really comfortable were you conscious of those thoughts is like turning that into a career at that point or was it just like look my career i see i see the light to the end of that tunnel coming and where am I going next? Because I always find that fascinating with, with athletes because yeah. you're still so young. Yeah. Yeah. Like you've had an entire, like a lot of people <laughs> don't even find their like job until sometimes their 30s or yeah. get into that. But you've already had an entire career. Right. Very successful. And then what, what's, that, what's that like? You know, I always had a plan, though. Like, I mean, I was not necessarily a plan, but I had an idea. Got mm. it. I, I can't say I had a plan. I had okay. an idea. And that and, was and that was some kind of radio television. Okay. I would do interviews and radio shows while I was playing. Oh, so you still kept yeah. up that? So I was on Adam Carolla's podcast every really? Monday in the Raiders. I, I had radio hits. Um, when I was in Jacksonville, I hosted a Monday morning show uh, every Monday morning. Um, just called, just you know, just talking football every Monday morning. With the local wow. affiliate, so that was that, uh, that never stopped for it you. Never stopped. I, oh I, my god! I, I didn't know doing that. that. Yeah. So when I was in the league, I was always doing it. Um, That's incredible. Yeah. So my rookie year, um, I started doing it. My my second third year too. My second year, you know what? That's what I did. I um, uh, my my buddy of mine was like, "Man, you need to get a publicist." I was like, "No, I don't need no publicist. Yeah, like, no, you need a publicist because they can get you some opportunities and things. I think that you would be great at." I was like, "All right." So I got a publicist, and then they just start introducing me to people, introducing me to people. And I just start going out and just meeting all kind of people. Word. Yeah. Just start meeting people, man. And then I um, start meeting the people I need to. Um, I remember I went to uh, an event, and it was a fairly older woman there. Like she was, you know, like a, I don't want to call her elder, but she knew she was probably in her 60, 70, something like that. And yeah. she was like, I sat down. She said, oh, how you doing, young man? I was like, I'm doing well. <coughs> You know, she was like, oh, she's like, yeah, you having a good time? And I was like, yeah, I'm having a good time here with some friends. And I was like, okay, yeah. I was like, oh, you having a good time? Like, who you here with? She's like, oh, yeah, my son. Uh, my son invited me. I'm just here. I'm having a good time. And I'm seeing all these <laughs> athletes. And he was like, oh, okay. I was like, yeah, who's your son? She was like, oh, my son. He's just a producer for one of the shows for ESPN. I was like, oh, that'd be great. I'd love to meet him. And then so finally her son comes back. And then her son. Uh, she's like, hey, son, this is, this is, what's your name again? Kirk? Yeah, I was like, Kirk Morrison. He's like, Kirk, Kirk, the Raiders linebacker, right? I was like, yeah, how you doing? He's like, oh, yeah. And he was telling me his name. I was like, I'm Mike. And I'm like, okay, Mike, you doing? It's like, I produced this show and this show. I was like, yeah, man. I was like, oh, cool. He was like, man, uh, I was like, man, I'd love to come on sometime. He's like, really? You sure? Man, we exchanged numbers that day. And that's kind of how I started my, uh, my television career. Wow. He told me to come on, and I've been coming on the show ever since. And once wow. you get on a show once, and your face is out there, and they see you, and they do it, it just, boom, it becomes a clip. It becomes a real. How, how long ago was this? Was this, this four was, years ago? Yeah, 06. Okay. 2006. Oh, so wow. That's, that's 10 years ago. Yeah, 10 years ago. This is like my rookie year. Oh. And then he, well, I did it once, and then later on he hit me back and said, hey, you want to do something else with me? I was like, sure. And he ended up doing a day in the life. He had a camera with me, and I was always doing, like, the media <laughs> days and all the interviews. Yeah. Excuse me. Media no, days and interviews. And... uh yeah, so they just follow me around doing that. That's incredible. So you were doing that stuff all throughout your career. All throughout my career. 
that's so important. Did a lot of guys do things like that? No, a lot of guys like laughed at me, like, oh yeah, Kirk, he loved that. Really, media. he wanted to be in front of it, blah blah. blah. But like now, they were like, man, you always wanted to do that. Like I know, that's why you know I had an idea of what I wanted to do. I just didn't have a plan. Got and it. So but you just took the opportunities I took and put the opportunities. yourself out there. Yeah, and then that, that kind of comes up to where how I, I last and then how I started really into where I'm at now. So I get done playing in 2012. Um, you know, 2013 off season comes. I'm still working out, still training. I still want to play in the league. And, you know, I just got married a year prior. So this was like my first off season now that I'm married. So I'm just hanging with my wife and, you know, we're just thinking about certain things and we get to a point where I remember she, um, she was like, well, whatever you do want to do, you know, I'm always going to support you. You know, obviously we know that we know where home base is going to be at and whatever. So I was like, all right, cool. So I worked out for a couple teams. And then um, it gets to about August, middle and late August. And I had a decision to make. Um, uh, they were launching a new network out here in L.A., uh, Fox Sports 1. Okay. And – um, some kind of way. I didn't have a broadcasting agent at the time, but a guy who I was kind of working with was like, hey, um, if you go over to Fox Sports 1, is that Fox Sports 1 has something that's opening. And I, I, you, and I had interviewed. That's what I did. In the off season. I had uh, interviewed and auditioned over there. Oh, wow. Just on some just, hey, just see. Because I was like, yeah, opportunity. I was like, hey, are you playing or not? I was like, I don't know. We'll see. You know, I was like, well, you're in L.A., so come on. So I auditioned and did all that. And then it just came that squad because I wasn't retired yet. So middle, end of August, um, you know, the calls was was out there. Everybody was like, just hold on. We're going to see what we can do. And uh, it wasn't nothing for certain. The Fox thing was for sure. Sat down with my wife, and she's like, do you want to play or do you need to play? Ooh, wow. Shout out to Ashley. Mm -hmm. Yeah, do you want to play or do you need to play? Wow. I'm like, well, I want to play. I want to play for sure. Yeah. Like, I want to play. I love playing. Yeah. But I don't need to play. Mm. You know, I've made a nice little career for myself. Um, I can start a new field that eventually will get to hopefully where we want it to be at. Yeah. And you start that now because if you don't start it, the opportunity that had presented itself with Fox will never, ever happen again. Wow. And it kind of goes back to what we're saying. It's like all about chance, by faith. and But decisions. The decisions. And I was like, you know what? And so that day I hung up my cleats. I was just done. Wow. With the league. It just, like, that's how it happens with a lot of guys. You don't, everybody doesn't get to have a Peyton Manning press conference and say, yeah. you know what? I want to thank the NFL. Yeah. That just doesn't, that's not everybody. Half the dudes is just like, all right, nobody signed me. I'm done. <laughs> Wow. You know, that's the reality of it. You know, if somebody had assigned me earlier on, I'd still probably be playing. And I wouldn't be doing probably what I'm doing now because I wouldn't have the opportunity. Mm. But it all kind of lined up to where I said, you know what, I'm done. I'm retired. I start working for Fox. Jumped over there. Got Started getting my, you know, my my my, uh, my reels up. Yeah. People start seeing you because that's the one thing about professional sports, especially in football. When you do one show, everybody sees you. Because yeah. all the shows, all the networks yeah. watch all the shows and yeah. see who's out there. They're scanning. So once they start seeing me, everybody starts seeing me. Oh, man, you're doing a good job. Oh, I like this stuff. Blah, blah. And then I just started expanding it, doing that. Um, start doing serious 
uh, radio. I was already doing Fox, so I started doing Fox when I was uh, in 2010. And the guy asked me in 2010, uh, no, I was at a, I, I asked me, hey, do you want to do a Super Bowl preview show? I know you're in L.A. And I was like, well, our, our Fox affiliate in L.A., We'd we'll love to have you. You should come out and do it. You know, we'll pay you a couple bucks. You know, I was like, all right, cool, I'll do it. So came out and I just I kind of just blew it up. You know, just like this is what I thought. And he was like, hey man, you sound pretty good. You ever thought about doing radio? I was like, yeah, I really have. He's wow. like, huh? Here's my card. Give me a call and I'll let you know. So I got. I was so excited about it. Yeah. Amazing. I was so excited. I called him the next day. <laughs> called him. He didn't answer. <laughs> <laughs> Left a message. Yeah. Called him on Tuesday. Left a message. Yeah. By Wednesday, he called me back. Yeah. I was like, hey, I'm working on some things, but, you know, I see that you're in th- in interested, and I'll see what I can do because I'm in the off season. Yeah. And I remember uh, he called me about a week later. I said, hey, uh, two things. Uh, I may have something for you. Uh, you're not going to get rich, <laughs> you know, but it's something that if you, you want to do, I got something for you. So it was a show that was opening up. It was going to be in the off seasons. And he's like, yeah, and I work with your football schedule. That'd be very pretty good. So it was going to be every Saturday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. I'm like, damn, do I really want to do this? Yeah. Because now I'm in the off season of a football year. You know, I'm an off season football player. Yeah. And Saturdays are like gold. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I got my girlfriend at the time. You know, it's not my wife now, but I'm just like, Saturday, how do I tell her, hey, every Saturday we're not doing anything. I'm going to be doing radio. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to be getting paid a lot, but I'm going to be doing radio. Yeah. But I, she was like, but that's what you want to do later on in life, though. I was like, yeah, that's what oh, I want to do later on in life. That's incredible. That's Shout what I always want to Number two to Ashley yeah. <laughs> coming incredible. in. So, yeah, so I always knew I wanted to do that. So I started with them, and that relationship built to where the Fox Sports 1 deal also oh. came. You had and your it chops up at that point. I had my chops up. So even now, which I'm now working for ESPN LA, like I've already had eight years in the industry. So it was seven years of in the industry That's of doing incredible. radio. And do you love this? Like, do, do you have that fire in you? Because I, like, I can imagine for any player, hanging up those cleats can be a, can be a tough thing. You know, but I'm sure having something that you're – equally passionate about passionate about or something that you're just excited like a new fire a new time of exploration a new identity a new challenge that could be just even more exciting than what your life has been up to this point you know did you going into that did you have those feelings of like that fire like almost like a newfound fire a little bit I mean obviously you're gonna be scared to tackle it all too Cause I I didn't I didn't know what I was getting into, mm. you know, and like just everything just started happening, you know. I jump into the TV after I hopped, I mean, after I closed my uh, my my, uh, my my hang hung my cleats up. So now I'm doing TV. Fox Sports Radio picks me up even more now. Say, hey, we want you to do our Sundays along with our your regular radio show. So I start doing that, and then on top of that, I had they also told me said, hey, we want you. Um, NFL on Fox told me we want you to start broadcasting games for us. So like, and then my college even told me we want you to broadcast our games. And like all this stuff like came all to me like at once. Like wow, oh. which is a it's a good problem to have. It's a good problem to have. But here I am. Like I didn't. I wasn't even believing in myself yet. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like I, I didn't even think I was good. You yeah. Know? 
and hear all these people. What was going through your head? I'm, I'm getting opportunities that like you know people like wait their whole lives for it. You know, 10, 15 years of in the radio business trying to get the, and here I am, two or three years, not even two or three years removed, and I'm already getting opportunities to be an NFL on like a national TV audience and be yeah. able to do that. You know, uh, or you know, doing the, the radio stuff, like all of us that came in, and even my, my college that said, hey, you want to do a, like broadcast our games and be a part of that? Like, they approached me, and I was like, whoa. And it was just like, man. <laughs> but it all helped out. It was, it was just lined up perfect. But you took those opportunities. Oh, I'm taking them all. Yeah. But, but you know. It, even, it, even if you felt you may yeah. have not been up to par, that, that that's a testament. But see, it, and then it goes back to, like, other things, too, because it's like the more you tell one story, you remember another story where I used to do all these non-paid appearances on all these television shows. Really? Yeah. So I would do a Sports Nation. I would do a CBS leadoff. I would do this show and this show. And after working with some of those people who I can couldn't tell who they were. Yeah. They were like, oh, yeah, we worked together on this show. Like, oh, shit, I didn't even know. Wow. But I was meeting, meeting so many people mm-hmm. back when I was playing that we always crossed paths. Wow. People always went up. So you put if yourself you, out there. Yeah, but I, for guys who don't understand that everything that you do, just do it all. Because people ask me all the time, man, I'm trying to get into what you're doing. It's like, I can't, I don't know how to tell you. Like, I've developed relationships with these people for many years because like you were I, taking every single I was taking everything yes to you. everything I was doing it all a lot of guys egos will get in the way there exactly pride will get in the way yeah, there like, oh, I don't want to do that man I'm nah. tired man it's off season I'm yeah. good I'm like, hey Kirk we need we got a show 6am you but you'll do? never know where Doing. it gets you man that's where it got me <laughs> oh yeah Kirk we work together on this show like, oh wow so even with the Rams gig I did like uh, working for ESPN LA like one of the guys who was very, very instrumental in getting me the job I actually worked with him on a skit that I did for like two or three episodes for CBS. That's so amazing. Wild. I was just out there. He was like, I was like, oh man, how you doing? Nice to meet you. He's like, yeah, we worked together. I was like, really? I was like, yeah, we worked together on this show over in, uh, for CBS a long time ago. I was like, wow. I was like, no, you were great then. And I was like, when your name came up, I was like, oh yeah, I know. Him. Like, yeah, he's, wow. he's great because it's like that unpaid, those unpaid opportunities unpaid where you're opportunities. building. Right. The the value is is coming you know, a hundred times more mm-hmm. in the future where, you you know, at those moments, it's like you're building your exposure, building your experience, mm-hmm. and most importantly, building your network. Exactly. Know, which makes you now a player in that game. So now when it's time to make this into to that jump where you are getting paid, you are doing this as a, as a career, a real thing, you've already paid the path with those right. other opportunities. And mm. I think there's a lot of value in that where, um, you know, sometimes the value isn't in the dollars you're getting paid. Right. You know, it's experience, man. I got experience, man. Yeah. I got that experience and it was. Because like it's it something else to be in a national TV, like knowing you're going to be nationally broadcast. Man, that's crazy, yeah. man. Being in the suit and people texting you, calling, man, I just saw you on the show. <laughs> I just seen you doing this. I saw you on this show. I just saw you broadcasting, man. I'm like, wow. So, yeah, that's what happened. I started doing all of that and then. I went to, um, you know, I started one with the, you know, that's crazy because when I first started with Fox, they didn't have me on any shows for the Super Bowl. Wow. And I was like, I'm going to pay my own way to the Super Bowl. Wild. And I paid my own way. I found like a nice little cheap flight. I found this and I ended up finding someone else who paid for my flight to do another thing. And so but when I got there, like stuff starts happening. 
They're like, uh, who else? And they're like, uh, they call me up. Hey, just come on, come on. We need, we need you for the show. So I did like five um, or six shows. Unreal. Because I was there. there. I put myself Constantly there. Constantly putting yourself there. But and I had zero opportunities before I got there. Mm. And I ended up doing five or six just from being there. Incredible. And I could have had more if they told me, if they wanted me to stay. But I ended up leaving and going back. Because I had to be back for another show that I had already booked. And they paid for me to come back. So, yeah. That's How do you, in those moments, you know, that, that you've talked about so much in, in your journey here, mm-hmm. in those moments, how do you deal with that, um, with that maybe fear of failure that a lot of people uh, deal with when they get big opportunities or any opportunities? Like, I, I know I've, I've been in that place. I'm sure, Nushi, mm-hmm. you have two where you get an opportunity. You're like, I really just don't want to mess this up. Yeah. Um, this is so, the, deal with the pressure of that where you I feel like for you, you acknowledge it, but you've always had this very cool, calm. Let me just do I'm just going to do my thing vibe, which has been so valuable. But, you know, how do you balance that or, or deal with yeah. it? Or, t- you know, it's like take every opportunity, but you don't want You also don't want to mess them up. Yeah, I think just for me, it's just got to go be be your best you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't. I can't be what someone likes or what someone wants to listen to, what someone doesn't. I got to be my best me and hope that's enough. Mm. So you try not to think about others' expectations of you yeah. or, or just try to just know, know I mean, where you can elevate yourself? Well, I'm always open to, for criticism mm. and I'm always open for, to be learned, to learn, to be, help me. Yeah. I never feel like I'm perfect and don't want to be, don't want to be perfect. Yeah. Cause I want to continue to learn. I want to continue to keep getting better. I want to continue to keep going to where, okay, I'm a voice and I still feel like I'm not even where I need to be at yet, you know? And that's why I think it's a constant battle in my head where not necessarily, I don't want to mess this up. Not necessarily, it's more like I need to still keep getting better. And that's yeah. why I push myself. Like, how can I be better? What am I, what am I missing? What am I not doing? Like dissect What am I not doing? Yeah. You know? And I, I listen to people I feel like are, are veterans and understand it. And I'm like, I, I need to get there. And I feel like I'm just not there yet. And that's that mind game that I have with myself all the time. Mm. But it's always pushing you to get better. Always. That's how it is. That's how the only way you get better is if you find ways to get better. And then also just to never feel like you've never, you've, I've never arrived. Yeah. I've never made it yet, you know? Which is so crazy because you're an eight-year NFL vet. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like you, it, that, that's what's so yeah. crazy to me is that, you know, and I, I love this part of your story. It's just like that, that evolution that that happens is that mm-hmm. where you are now and where you're going and everything's new and, you, and you're so challenged by this and mm-hmm. you're building it and you have so much growth, but you've already had a very successful career. Yeah. Like, all, like a career that most people never even have or build their entire, spend their entire lives building. But I think the the point is that like the entire life is the journey here. I about feel like that's that's just a short short part of my life though. Yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying. Like it's all pieces of my. It's life. It's like it's not yeah. an end goal. It's like yes. it, it, that that wasn't just it for you. It's like okay, yeah. yeah, I made it to a lot of people. Well, I feel like if I was a kid that had dreams of, of being an NFL player, right. it's like that. That's it. That's all I could see myself. Um, but for you, it's like it was just one. Ch- simply one chapter mm-hmm. and now you know which is which is where you it's are now how, how you're taking these chapters in stride i love you you know what i mean like and the I thing think, about it is I, I want more yeah you know i want more opportunities i feel like i'm not i'm busy now but i feel like I'm, i need to be more busy so with that being that. said 
What What is success to Kirk Morrison? I don't even know what that is. Good. You know? Word. Success to me is just keep working. Mm. You know? Being success the best you. Is, I think success maybe is just people telling you, great job. Oh, I see what you're doing. You're working. But to me, I don't know what success is. You I know? feel like success always, for those that really seek it, like, and, and the ones that have the drive like you have. Right. Um, it kind of becomes a thing of success is waking up tomorrow and being better. Right. I remember I heard something a couple couple months ago, and it's like um, it, it may kind of sum up kind of where I'm at. Like mm. success is where you can't wait to go to sleep because you get to wake up and do it all over again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Bang. Mm. Love and it was like I heard I'm like, damn, that's deep. It was like I'm some people throw like, the mic off. The <laughs> I'm not gonna drop the shit. I'm gonna throw the mic out of the window yeah. right now. But like, like, cause it, it was like it's so simple, but yet so deep. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. You like, man, like that's when you know you you're having fun. I would have walked up out of the room already. You know what I mean? <laughs> that was really deep, though. It's deep, man, and like it's just like that's why I just caught on to me, and I just keep thinking about that, man. It's like. To a point where, like, it's like seven, eight o'clock at night. I'm like, damn, I just want to go to sleep. I, I can't you. wait to go to sleep because I can't wait to do it over again. Mm. I can't wait to get back up and go get better at something. I can't wait to go out and and start studying, start learning That's more. Incredible. You know what I mean? It, it's just, it's weird, man. It's like. That's incredible. That's, That's a, a gift. Yeah. That's a fantastic place to be, too, mm-hmm. to, to realize that. I think it gives perspective on things, too. You know, mm-hmm. tomorrow it, it's a. Tomorrow you get to be a, a new person, you right. know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard this this thing recently. It's like tomorrow hasn't happened yet, so you really can make tomorrow whatever you want it to be. Right, yeah. exactly. You know, literally, you can do anything. You want to go skydiving? You want to go travel? You, yeah. you can make tomorrow whatever it is. I already skydived already, so I'm good. So. Uh, <laughs> That's lit. I got out the way already. That's lit. <laughs> awesome. Um, well, Kirk, man, this has been. Phenomenal. Yeah, phenomenal. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thank man. you so Incredible. much for, for your time and, yeah. and, and your story. You know, like I, I, I really can't wait for for those people that, that listen to this. Whatever path whatever path they're on, whether it's entertainment, mm-hmm. sports, broadcast, just like college, whatever, whatever it is, like mm-hmm. this is one of those incredible stories that I can't wait for the culture and the youth and even just people in general to hear. This has been brilliant. Oh, man, I, Thank I appreciate you so it. much. It's yeah. crazy. I mean, it's like to me, it's just it's just my life. Yeah. You know? Somebody else may say, like, man, I can't believe that. Yeah. To me, it's, you know, I feel like I'm not even half of what I know Absolutely. others have had to go through. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's just the path that I was taking. It's the path that I followed. And I'm going to continue to keep going down that path to where I'm trying to still strive for greatness. Incredible. You know? Incredible. I got to give a, a special shout out to my girl, Kalia. Hey. <laughs> for, for how I know Kirk, her oh, sister, yeah, no L'Oreal. Doubt. Incredible. Making the connection and obviously your lovely wife Ashley. Yeah, her birthday, man, tomorrow. So she has a birthday. So uh yeah, I told her I was doing the podcast. She says, Oh man, that's great. Because like I said, she's one of my biggest fans too. Awesome. So I love working and doing that because you know, she knows that that's a passion of mine. And it does like a lot of things too take sacrifice. Yes. You know. Yes. You gotta and have you, that. You have two wonderful, beautiful kids. kids. Yes, and the kids that are a son, son, Mr. Daughter, Cruz. Man. Yeah, yeah. Daughter. So it's so. 
Yeah, you got a you got a lot of amazing things happening, man. Yeah, incredible. Still going, man. We wish you all the, you know, wish you all the best. I can't wait to I can't wait to just see you continuing to become. Yes. You know what I mean? I get that. Yeah. Um I can't wait to have you on a year from now in here. Oh, yeah. What's going on? Yeah. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. Kirk, where can people find you? Uh they can find me on Twitter okay. at Kirk Morrison. Uh-huh. Uh K I R K M O R R I S O N. Uh, I'm on Snapchat too. Mr. Kirk Morrison is on Snapchat, uh, Instagram, just Kirk Morrison. Just try to keep it simple, man. They can Incredible. find me uh, on the ESPN LA airwaves. So awesome. I'll do Rams pregame, postgame. Uh, yeah. Um, so I'm on ESPN LA every week doing that. Uh, I do a lot of fill-in hosts with them. I also do my San Diego State football color commentary. So I do every San Diego State football game with them. And then I'm also a host on the uh, uh, SiriusXM NFL channel. So, Ladies and gentlemen, safe to say this man is <laughs> yeah. beyond busy. Yeah. Just Google Kirk Morrison. Beyond You're going to find I him. I try to. And then I also, like, <laughs> with my spare time, um, I'm a consultant with the uh, NFLPA, the National Football League awesome. Player Association. And awesome. I try to, like, how my story is now. My thing that I do when I have my free time is I get some free time is help players transition into that next aspect of their life because I feel like I'm uh, not necessarily a success story, but I've had that path. But there's a lot of people when those when those when, when, they, when they retire, they have no idea yeah. what's next scary, at man. all. It's very scary. They literally don't know. Like they, you get cut and it's done, and you're not getting picked up. A lot of people go through a lot of depression, yeah. go through a lot of things that people have no idea about. And uh, so I try to, yeah, up. yeah, I try to work with a lot of guys and give them something to do and, and look at and give them opportunities for them to go continue education, learn about finances, learn about things. Because a lot of guys don't take advantage while you're playing. Sure. But the minute you're done playing, like, okay, I need to go get this fixed or get yeah. this done. So still got a hell of a lot of life ahead of you. Got a ton of it, man. Ton. Amazing. Well, thank you That's again for coming yeah, on. No, this man, has just no been doubt, an incredible, incredible time. All good. Super appreciate you, man. Mama, we, we made, made it. it.